from Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19th. And a question a psychopath. The Orbi has nothing to fear. I got me. Get you going. We we know how we know, we know what we're doing, but in a different way every single time, which is the uniqueness of its power. You know that Matt Norman, you have power. It, it is because it, it, it is the truth. When I heard this, you know, I golf today. Golf, I golf well today for myself. There you go. Well, I, it was nice. I had a birdie and I had two pars in nine holes, which for me is I'm burning the course up. Yeah, a- athletic. You're tri- like that. Bill, you're like the the <laughs> pastor in Caddyshack when it's raining hard. <laughs> I don't think the heavy stuff's going to come down for quite some time. This is the best call for you. He, he hits that birdie and the frog comes out. And he has a heart the, attack, right? Wait, he gets struck by lightning because he misses a pot. Yeah. And then like that, that's when it foreshadows Bill Murray kind of sheepishly kind of walking away, kind of trotting away from the scene oh, yeah. that he does at Grabs the very the club. end. Exactly. But yeah, I, so I golfed it. So I'm feeling good. You know, we, we did the, the mile. Uh, I golf with C.J. Sullivan. It's a, feel, a, a feel-good sport, guys. Golf. And, and so it's uh, you know, his steps. He did 3.2. We, we, we walked 3.2 miles today in beautiful weather. I got a nap in today. Solid nap. I'll tell you what. I'm on my game. I'm on my game. You're on your game? Yeah, I can tell. Because the, <laughs> because the, the song centered me. I, f- I feel like I'm in touch with my power now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just letting you know. It works for me. It, it, it'll be something different next week. It'll be talking about the creative side. Now it's just like, yes, I'm a centered man, right? Well, now. yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. Golf only. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, too. It's a bipolar sport. Like, golf will raise you up, but then it will also, you'll be driving fucking objects oh, into the ground when I, you're not bad, when you're I, bad at it. I, I did the second hole today. My second hole was, I, I fell apart. Then, then I fell apart in the third hole. I quit playing the third hole, par three. I, I, my drive went into the into the bunker, and then I hit it out on the street from the bunker. <laughs> like I crushed my sand wedge, and it went out in the street. And I just I just left. I, just, I think that would be it. my big complaint of golf. Is I think we talked about this off air that they really need to learn how. Like you're a goddamn professional golfer. If you can't hit a ball when someone is snapping a picture. <laughs> or going like, hey, tiger! Like, <laughs> then don't do it. You can't no, no freaking no. out on these people. Learn how to learn how to fucking control your backswing with you noise. Because my I, uncle Tom will play music on the golf course when we're riding around. He has a yeah, little boombox. Yeah. And my uncle kind of rolls his eyes, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait listen. If I'm golfing, uh, there's going to be a certain looseness to it. Yes, I'm going to care in a certain way, and, and I certainly get pissed a few times. It, it keeps enough of my competitive spirit going without like destroying me. 
<laughs> Today, yeah. I, I, sl- I had a shitty second shot on the second hole. It pissed me off, and I just slammed my club. You know, too, you got the lingo. You know you're getting involved when you got that fucking golf lingo. When oh. you're like, I got the, you know, on the on the, uh, the three, four dog leg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. I can speak the language of golf. No doubt about it. I can. I mean, I, I want to. I don't golf enough, though. I still, I don't go. My clubs are, are a starter set, and I need to up my clubs. I do, but See, I can't I got good right clubs. Now. I was actually talking to my dad about possible prices of getting golf clubs from chicago and shipping them here or something yeah i might do it per club we might do a per club deal well dude get your clubs out here and we can go to the driving range driving range is a fun thing to do. i haven't gone in a while because my back was acting up from driving so much but i actually uh i feel i feel good because I, I exercise and my body feels like i'm you know I haven't been able to work out consistently. We're all fat. You know what I mean? That's one thing where you can't judge yourself. We're all we're all big fatties. I'm so flabby right now. It's disgusting. Like I'm seriously. Some people like that. Don't fucking don't hide. When I I jump rope right now, it's just like I'm a a jiggly jumping rope. What are you, an old timey boxer? Hey man, I jump rope consistently. Do you have the weights that are balls on the end too? You have the spherical ball weights. I don't do that. I don't do that. But I do have jumping rope is. Such a simple exercise, and it is a great exercise. Crows out there curling one of those irons that they bang out a horseshoe on. <laughs> no, I'm I, old school. I'm doing a lot of deep knee bends. Yeah. I'm telling you what, you do some deep knee bends. Do 20 deep knee bends. By the way, guys, do that once a day. Welcome to the podcast. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast <laughs> with Adam Crocious. Where uh, my cable is out right now because our cable, my cable runs on the internet, which is currently out. Yeah. Um, so we're watching classics. We're stuck with what's on my computer. I have overnight <laughs> delivery on right now. This is new to YouTube because this got banned. I had to remove the last time we watched this movie. It got removed from Warner Brothers. Was this like six weeks ago? We watched this probably about it was it was not too long ago. You know what we should do, Keith? This would be a lot of work. What? We do. Get more followers. We, no, we should. <laughs> well, that. Yes. But also, yeah, I should. Wouldn't it be great if enough people listened to where they would be angry that we watched this before? (laughs) We could probably watch the same movie every week. Yeah, no one would care. Well, a couple people would. We got James Bailey out there. James Bailey is a hardcore listener. Thank you, James. Uh, We got uh, Rob Aponte or Bobby Anders, whatever the fuck your name is. Yeah, absolutely. I know Bobby Anders. Absolutely. Uh, You know, we got people out there. Web (laughs) listens. Our friends listen. I know. I got to. I guess I. Maybe I gotta pull we got my way. Forty nine of the most hardcore people that follow us on YouTube. Yeah, well, that's how it all starts, man. That's the beginning. You were there at the beginning, man. We should do a best of show. <laughs> I I did a best of for you one time back when I I didn't feel like doing it by myself. I did a best of Crocious episode. <laughs> was this me making weird comments and quotes or something? Or, or? I just took all. The, it was before you were the co-host. I just took all of. Um, the moments you were on the podcast and I edited it into like an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. That's work. Good for you, man. So you were interplaying with me? Or- <laughs> well, it was all mostly from one episode. Because remember the two early episodes were the first episodes because for, for people to give a deep dive of the history. Yeah. The TV aspect started during the 2016 baseball playoffs. Okay. Crow was a guest on my show. Okay. Yeah. When I first made it, this this is Keith Pazel's podcast. Yeah, yeah. It, if you go it, back and listen to the first episode, it's a different show. Oh, the yeah. show used to be me, Crocious, and Mikey Manker, oh, and the whole point was to be political because I said, everyone's afraid to talk about these things. We're ruining relationships in the comedy scene. I wanted my podcast to be the place where we can all argue about it. Yeah. 
and Mikey's a Trumper. Yeah. Crow is liberal, yeah. and I don't know shit about either. So <laughs> I just was going to be there to mediate. Okay. And I couldn't get anybody to argue with Mikey. People wouldn't want to come on. And I even was going to go woke. I was like, we can only have women on. We can. Yeah. And for the first five episodes, we did. But then Mikey didn't want to come every week. Yeah. You didn't want to come every week. Yeah. So then I was just like, fuck it. I'm doing it myself. I renamed it. This is Keith Pazel's podcast. Yeah. And then had you guys on as guests frequently, which worked better. Yeah. Yeah. Not together. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I, I, I don't have, you know, yeah. Looking back on that, I remember, I remember that. it's been a while. It's been over four it's years. Been a while. Doing that, but I just, uh, you know, I, I have my political beliefs. I think they're pretty battle tested. I think I can defend them pretty well. I think they're grounded, at least for me. And what's an important thing to me is kind of the fiscal reality of things, you know, which I think is a, a way that you can actually uh, uh, argue with the right. You can talk about numbers, you know, and pri- budget priorities. Why do they call them the right when they're wrong? You know, hey, well, I, I don't even there's not even really like a left in this country. What's pawned off as the left in this country is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cancel you or something. People think that, like that. They define that. Canceling is not real. I've said this to her. <laughs> Canceling is only for people that like already hate that thing well did, i mean in a way i mean you know well bill cosby Everyone was truly canceled been, well, right? that's I not mean, even yeah. canceled that's getting convicted of a crime yeah yeah true true like that's <laughs> not that's different do you think people are like going for scalps though like they're gonna like, bring down someone else now at the end of their life no. you know i don't you know i mean again why not if you I mean the guy deserved I don't it know. he was a rapist I actually, for crying out loud you know i it's, definitely think <laughs> it doesn't always come from a uh, a lot of people try and think that like, no, we just want you to be a better person. I definitely think that's not true. What we can't with canceling. Yeah. That like it, I think sometimes people try and sell it as like, well, we, we're not canceling anybody. We just want, we're trying to make people better. Well, which you know, I don't necessarily believe. Yeah, I, I may believe it, but people don't want to hear that. You know, who, that there's a superiority in that there is, it's like, you know, who are you to tell me how to live? You know, there's a superiority in that. You know, and and people don't like being talked down to. That being said, you're saying some ridiculous things and you're behaving in a way that's offensive, actually. It's, you know, who me? No, no, I'm just saying to people who who criticize sort of you you canceling me, Crumb. Yeah. (laughs) When they talk about what what canceling culture has done, it's sent a chill over free speech. I'm sick of the term. I'm sick of the term. Yeah. Even with the whole stuff this week about like, I think today there was some new bullshit of like when the, when Mr. Earlier today, we'll get into the ad nauseum yeah. topics and yeah. Mr. Potato Head, the company rebranded. Exactly. Because at first they were only Mr. Potato Head because they only came out with one kind of potato head. And then over the years you have Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. And baby Potato Head. So the company was like, and it probably was a little preemptive. We don't want to get shit in the future. Yeah. So they just rebranded their whole company. We're going to be Potato Head and we have three different kinds of things. But you have all these people. They're canceling Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> no, they're not. And like I've said, if you don't have children or make toys, you, you're you a loser. Do, if you do, care about this and you don't have kids and you're over the age of 30, like who gives a fuck? Please do that voice again if you can. What the, the voice? The guy who's like, yeah, they're canceling. They're canceling Mr. Canceling Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> like, like, like the, the dullard right wing voice. Speech. Here's my here's my dullard right wing voice. You, you I get fired. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. We're gonna do that. Fuck, we're gonna storm the cap. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's sort of a that's my go to dumb shit right wing voice. It used to be southern accent voice. 
Like if you want to be dumb or politically stupid, well, yeah, I'm going to talk like, you know, but, you know, and I'll still do the redneck voice on occasion, yeah. you know, but, but, but to me, it's more like, yeah, this kind of aggressive, like asshole white guy. <laughs> Yeah, the very forceful. I'm I'm about to commit a sexual assault on you, kind or, of voice. Or some crime of some sort. You know, it a could crime be strong. of passion. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm proud. I'm proud of what I am. Yeah, don't tell me how to act. I'm proud. I'm a proud boy. <laughs> I mean, do you realize how ridiculous even you proud are? boys don't have? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, we, there, there was the canceling stuff that went. Mr. Potato. I saw a Colbert take on, which I was kind but of again, funny. But again, it's and, not and canceled. That's, the, that's where people are dumb. Mr. Potato has not canceled. They're selling them. Yeah, exactly. Still to this day. Yeah, yeah. You're right. It hasn't stopped. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 this make believe argument. It's just I don't know. It's it's so. It's the state of debate right now. There's not even a debate. It's just like lobbying little bullshit insults at people. Well, it's and then weird. it was the Dr. Seuss books. And then what I what I get annoyed at too is. I get the whole fighting for free speech thing. If you're like, if it's truly crucial to how you make money, if you're a comedian who tells dirty jokes, I get it. But yeah. there are some things you just got to like, let them have it. Like the Dr. Yeah. Seuss books, especially. So like six Dr. Seuss books, the publisher who makes them were like, we're not going to make these anymore. Yeah. And they're right. And there are books from like 1912, yeah, right? The second I hear the dates now, cause yeah. I'm thinking like, Oh, what do we got? Hop on pop or the, what are they canceling? And then they're like six books from 1936. The second I heard that year, I was like, Oh, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> they're correct. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, tastes do change. You, you, you are responding to the market. I got a feeling if you made those books, they're probably not going to sell that well. So you're making a business decision. Also at some you know? point I'm going to need an excuse for like, okay, you want these semi-racist dr seuss characters to exist yeah why yeah <laughs> and don't just say free speech no why, I, yeah, yeah, why yeah. is it so important to you <laughs> yeah you're gonna stake your claim yeah you're gonna hey hey i'm going to the mat over this one okay this is it man this is you know these are six boys you know this is like the, the equivalent hey hey this is like the equivalent of, of book in burnings one, in nazi germany it's what goebbels did because in took one over yeah. the media in, yeah. in one breath <laughs> You're getting annoyed at liberal people for like, why are they getting freaked out over a children's book? Well, so are you. Why are you why, getting? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah, are you like, fiercely yeah. defending a children's book? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a totally good point. Uh, a totally good point. Yeah, it's not like you're. Yeah, you're above the fray in some way. You too are offended. You too are outraged. You know, only with this can you get a guy on YouTube doing a 20 minute scathing video about a children's book while he's wearing. Two six shooters on his fucking hip because he's also a gun rights activist. God, I, it's like, again, this the way the information it is not a debate. It is a, an image and it's the information, the social media dimension. It's so lowest common denominator to me. It's very based. It's not surprising. I used to think it was based 25 years ago. Now it's even, it's gotten to a point of just like, you know, whatever. I'm going to fart in and your then, general like direction you said, or you something. You had all you know, these just, lame ass bits and even from shows I like. You had all these lame radio shows. Uh, you got a kid. Go, go do me a favor and grab a doctor. Grab a Dr. Seuss book off the shelf. And then they would read the most clearly not racist shit and be like, oh, so no. So far, not a problem. Yeah, I know. I'm I know. not read it like, I know. oh, my God, how hack and disgustingly unfunny are you? Yeah, right I know. Now? Yeah, that's a pretty basic joke. Absolutely. You know, like, get out of here. That's yeah. why even with this, I'm trying to find some funny in not caring about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what do you mean, man? Yeah. I think I'm in a better place what, than both people. I got distracted by Reese Witherspoon's Because uh, I don't give stands. a shit about it. Yeah, she's got a little bit of that moose knuck popping out yeah, here. I know. I tell you what, man. <laughs> we call K-Executive moose knuckle. Camel toe. Camel toe. Was, that was a term in the 90s, boy. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Hold on. Kim can shake her pompons, but she won't go at it. I just shot. Oh. Pulling out the old phone line. That's harder yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got to really you yank on hang it. a homeless person you're, off one of those. You literally have to like, get your foot in, involved. Yeah. And you're pulling. Like that scene in Porky's, you know, getting the foot on the wall. The classic know? Porky's mentioned. Oh, that was, hey, there's got to be. Again, as I've said before, saw that movie with my father. I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I think my father is probably going to kick. You know, he's been in poor health for a long time. Hey, and, and I, I think that about, means that he's probably going to live until he's 110 years old. I don't know, man. He's they say in, <laughs> if you make it to 65, past 65, you have like a, your chances of making it to 90 go up by like 80%. <laughs> well, he, it's, he's been in the ICU Six different times. He's the king. For six Do they different know him out independent. There? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The doctors, physicians, they Old all know Papa him. Papa Crow's coming back in. I mean, he's he's been medevaced one time. He got medevaced a 19-minute helicopter ride to La Crosse, Wisconsin. That's fun. When he had his grabber, $8,100 is how much that costs. He's got gold-plated insurance. He got into the federal government when you got a Crow's good pension. calling in anonymous helicopter calls for his dying <laughs> father. Look, but he's no. dying. We need him. But, you know, can you... Not say I did it. <laughs> what, what, what I think about, though, no, no, because I'm not going to inherit anything. He blew all of his money. Uh, it, it is, but he is, uh, uh, I think of the movies I went to with him when I was a kid. That They are such bad movies. He would always take me to bad movies, which, you know something? I give him credit. Like, I actually, I, I, I thank him for that. Like, that's something I'm actually happy that I have. A memory of, a, of being brought to the horror movie, Happy Birthday to Me, when the, when the poster is a person getting shish kebobbed in the mouth. Speaking like, of bad movies. That was a big, scary, big, you know, scary scene. Speaking of bad movies, let's go through what I got on my computer to start. I saw Maverick up something fresh. with my dad. I saw... Superman 3 last week with my father. I saw and one. me. Yeah, and ex me. exactly. Superman 3 is... It's not bad. That was pretty good. It's not bad for being bad. Yeah, well, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so here we go, Crocious. Here's our options today. Yeah. Or maybe the internet comes back on at break. Look at this montage. They're just going so fast across Well, yeah, the you got you to gotta cut some states out across the country. You can't have a good movie in Nebraska. Well, yeah, they're going middle of the country. This is who it's geared towards. You know, this is our market. The middle, middle America is going to appreciate this. You know what? This was a little ahead of its time as far as how popular the road trip movie got. Well, yeah, well, then there's always been. A, I mean, road movies have, have always. There was a. There was a in the '90s. There were like kind of kind of a comeback to road movies. Uh, um, Wild at Heart was what's a the one road with the two, movie. Uh, Wild at Heart was a road what's movie. What's the two women? Uh, Thelma Thelma Louise, and Louise. That's a road movie. Absolutely. You know, there were certainly some road movies. Even, at what, that what's time. that flick where Charlie Sheen is uh, getting chased by the police? The Getaway. Is yes. That what it is. Yeah. Is and, he, and he's got a he he takes a female hostage. He he commandeers a car and is in a high speed chase for the whole movie. And he ends up falling in love with the girl he's kidnapped. There's a scene where they fucking bang. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know it's about great. that. Yeah, that, that's that was one of my dad's favorite movies as a kid. Natural born, what, what a bizarre movie! So here we go. Natural Crow. born killers was a road movie, and we're going Absolutely into these. Road movie. We're going into these blind crochets. Sure, hey man, that, 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 I so like it. It's, it's going to be pop, a lot of. I got a lot of new movies. I got sure. a fire and cold season, and that is like a movie about there's some dragon shit. Ooh, we yeah. have African kung fu Nazis. No, 
But Crow, that would be funny. Actually, if you're not open minded, you're going to say yeah. no to all of these. Come on, so, listen. This no, I know. I, I'll make a good choice. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is there might not be making a good choice. We might just have to put something on it. exactly, and that's cool. The Nazi thing kind of appeals to me a little bit. I'll admit it. Okay. Um, so then I have an episode of all this links to this week in TV history because earlier this week it was the celebration of the 200th episode of All in the Family. So I downloaded that. Wow. Um, we have Born Better Off songs Dead. Glenn Miller play. That's a great song. Songs that made the hit parade. G.R.O. LaSalle ran great. Everybody pulled his weight. You no. Missed a, you a, missed a lyric. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm bouncing around in that one. You and you know who you were then. Goyles were goyles and men were men. I was watching episodes. Yeah. Do you know there's three pilots for All in the Family? Wow. I didn't know that. Three. They made it in 68, 69, and then 70. CBS wow. canceled it. Or ABC canceled, uh, didn't pick it up twice. And then CBS did. Wow. And every time, so I, with the internet being down, we can't show it, but I have yeah. all three pilots set up to go on YouTube. Yeah. And, and what, well, there's what, a different, the only difference is there's a different, the tone changes. I think he gets a little more racist as the show goes on. <laughs> and there's a different Mike and Gloria. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's not Sally Struthers. No, and, 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 and until uh, the Rob third Rider. pilot, not until the third pilot. But Gene Stapleton's in the original? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's And Carol O'Connor. They're Carol all in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, and the set's a little rudimentary. You could tell they had they got learned, a little more money. Well, no, they just learned how to make the show after two. Yep. I feel like. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So we have better off dead. We have closer, which is a romantic drama, not a romantic comedy. There's this movie called Crisis, which seems like it's from 2021, a newer movie. Okay. It's got Gary Oldman and the chick from Lost. It seems like a espionage type of okay. flick. Okay. Crystal Lake Memories, which is a six-hour documentary about the history of Friday the 13th. Th that appeals to me. <laughs> they do every movie for an hour. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that kind of... Yeah, okay. So, to me, it's the Nazi one, African Nazi... Crystal Lake Memories? Yes, yeah. <laughs> we have Fukushima 50, which is about some, like... It's some zombie shit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Dreamcatcher. Oh, it, was that the uh, no, this M. Is, Night this Shyamalan? Is, no, this is a new movie from this year. Oh. Again, what I'm saying is that's why I'm saying we're going in blind. I have no idea what okay. these movies are okay. about. Okay. I went and I just downloaded new movies. So okay. we're going off title here. Okay. Ooh, okay. Like and it. like we've talked about before, we kind of want these to be bad. Exactly. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, Listen, I'm down. We have Harriet the Spy from 1996. <sighs> Classic children's movies. I got uh, the two Good Times episodes uh jj's fiance part one and two Ooh, that's a good one yeah Ooh, that's a good one yeah yeah god good times is such a bad show watching it now with a modern lens with a modern palette it is it was dated in the 90s it is like embarrassing now got some wkrp episodes so and that's okay, pretty much it okay. everything else is anime and i know you don't want to watch that i'll tell you what the Friday the Thirteenth one, sort of, I don't know, but but I wonder from a commentary point of view. It's well, maybe, it's, that's what I'm it's saying. A it's, it's all style. behind the scenes shit. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not uh, for, as far as including the audience. Maybe that that African Nazi thing might be good because I think I yeah just, uh, that that might that might have some appeal. Look at you, shot it down. I knew we were going to pick that. No, with Nazis, you know, I'm a sucker. You just go <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I mean, I, I just you can change your mind. 
All right. So yeah. we're going to put this we're on. allowed to do that, you know? This is 2020's African Kung Fu Nazis. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, it starts with, oh, man. <laughs> uh, we're defeated by the Allied forces. This starts like Nazi propaganda. <laughs> yeah, this is Lanny Ray, Ray what was Lanny Rasenstall or whatever it is, the, the, the famous filmmaker. In a religion class, I saw, yeah, Tojo. Yeah, you, talk, you know something, I tell you what, because of Hitler, you don't hear about Japan much. Japan was a scourge of Eastern Asia, I mean, East Asia. It was a, I mean, they were harsh that there were like 58 political Wouldn't they hang heads and trees like ornaments and shit well i mean they, they just were really ruthless when they took areas over with china and, and with korea i mean in particular those areas uh, just really tough i mean like very uh, and they had been geared up for war like it, it was there was a thing going on in the zeitgeist across the planet that 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 the, the war mentality this, took over you're talking too seriously. You're, you're, you're getting too much into historical fact for what this movie is about. Herman Goering. This movie is about Nazi zombies in Africa. This, I mean. They are raising hell in their local communities and smash everything and everyone in their way with their superior Japanese karate skills. <laughs> Look at that, dude. Did he just punch him with a fucking machete? Oh, he macheted him. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Who's this white African actor? I don't know. Let this me made, get a synopsis of this, this movie. This is uh this is, you know. <laughs> I mean, Tojo, again, the whole the, the military had totally taken over in Japan, too. They had like 58 political murders there. You could not criticize the government. My favorite there. part so far is that this is making you talk about actual war facts. Well, <laughs> but it's the truth because it, it, it's just those African Nazi ninjas. <laughs> yeah, man. But just that idea. That was going on in the human condition. Yeah, this is... It's still there. What do you mean this idea that was? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just... It is still there, but it, but it's... And it's rearing its head right now in kind of a different form. It's so cartoonish, though. And this is cartoonish, too, but it's... This movie doesn't even have a fucking... Oh, no, it does. It was good enough for a Wikipedia page, at least. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm having a hard time understanding this African lady narrate this. Let's listen for a little bit. <laughs> Nobody is safe from the spell of the magical Bufani. And before you know it, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, might have already become a gun alien. Okay, so this is, unlike history books tell us, Adolf Hitler did not commit suicide in his bunker, but instead fled to the African continent and his submarine, teeming with his new right hand... Uh, yeah, Tojo. So H Hitler and Tojo in Africa. Team up. <laughs> Literally, even you notice, even notice about when they show the Nazi symbol, they ha in movies they have to do it the opposite way. Yeah, you can't. Because, you it's can't illegal. Do, yeah, it's illegal. Nazi it, it, shit is against the law. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's so hate filled. There's an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they find out their grandpa's a Nazi. And they find all his memorabilia and they want to like sell it to a fucking museum. museum. Yeah. And the museum is like, I'll have you arrested. And that was the I would, part of me was like, why can't you do that? Yeah. Like part of me was almost like, why can't you have an exhibit where you're like, this is Nazi. Well, I've told you before. Germany. When, I, when I when I grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, 
you know, uh, there was a, these are the businesses that were under one roof that one guy ran. He had three businesses he ran under one roof, close to where I lived. It was a ice cream shop. He had like 12 flavors of ice cream. It was a kind of a poor man's Baskin Robbins. Yeah, literally half of Baskin Robbins. A studio, a triple X movie theater. There you that, go, that, baby. It was actually a theater that had like, you know, guys jerking off. And a Nazi memorabilia museum. Because like, you couldn't put it into a museum. But my stepfather, who was Jewish, brought me in there a few times. Didn't you get called like anti-Semitic oh, shit because yeah. your stepdad was Jewish? Absolutely. Absolutely. They thought you were his real son. No, 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 no. They, they, they just... I acted different than what they were used to, uh, what they were used to from, uh, you know, they were maybe, like, this kid acts gay or, or you know, yeah. just, or just, it was just different than what they were used to being around, you know? And I, I, I got my legs taken. I told the story on, on the show before, about I was playing poker oh, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was like 16, 17 years old. I was transitioning friends at that time. I had my first group of friends I had made when I first moved to Wisconsin, which was difficult. And then I transitioned my junior year into, in frankly, into a hipper crowd. I, I I went up. I went up. I got into a hipper crowd. Dude, Africa loves eccentric ass characters. <laughs> like, look at that guy just sitting there. He's got a blonde wig, a magician's hat, well, a it's gray a, beard. It's the town a drunk, guy, you know? Well, and that just shows you the state of Africa where they're just finding things on the ground and wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems very. And then here we go. Here's the ninjas. Because, <laughs> you know, the you just have ninjas. you just have ninja tribes training in Africa. They, they have a, there's a where's the Nazi underbelly? <laughs> Oh, wow. no, this is the Asian thing. Right? This, yeah, well, yeah. this is probably this them is Tojo. Training. This is Tojo's influence, you know, right? And this is, well, this is probably the wokeness of this movie is we're going to have black Nazis in this. Well, I mean, it's an African movie. So it's. Well, just, yeah, you can't have. That's going to be the bullshit of this. If it's African Kung Fu Nazis and they're not African, if they're white people. Yeah. Well, 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 or if they, maybe this is South Africa. They, I don't know. They put them in white face, though. They put them in white face. That was part of the, pre, uh, the, the, the credits. Well, there you go. So I think that's part of the angle. But yeah, that that was, uh, you know. They don't have the technology to genetically modify a race, so you just have to put them in paint. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that the budget on this didn't... Well, the budget... It, <laughs> it, it wasn't of size. Well, let's take ourselves into the... Re- let's break down the fourth wall. Let's say this is real. If you're Hitler in Tojo and you go to Africa, chances are you're not going to have the entire Third Reich budget behind you. Oh, no, that's true. You, you got to go gorilla. You're going, so you're yeah, not yeah. going to you're not going to be able to create the master race. You're going to have to paint the master race onto some black people. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's but but this gets back to their roots. I, I bet you they like it. This is what it looked like their rise. Like he's reliving his rise. You know, I guess when Hitler was knew the war was over, like he knew the war Listen was to that over. music. Go down. <laughs> when the war was over and it was gonna, it was obvious Germany was going to lose the last year of the war, Hitler would talk about his rise to power a lot. That was the way he sort of dealt with it. Like, hey, look at what I achieved. But you know something, buddy? Uh, you lost. You know. Yeah, but he took over. He changed. Like I've ta- like I've said privately before. Changed. I think it's wild that he at the time, if it lasted long enough, like schools had to get new globes. Like he, oh yeah. I think that's the last time. I mean, Russia took Georgia, but that's the, one of the last times that. Well, the Soviet Union collapsing was it was changed the world. You map. can't take land anymore. Well, well war the, is all about just killing people. War used to be about like your country is now my country. Yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. That's like analog war. Yeah, it, it, or it in is, digital war. Yeah, it's just about murking people with drones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Um, 
Uh, no, no, the, the globe changed when the Soviet Union when the Soviet Union collapsed. That was a big thing. Like, oh my God, there's like 13 countries that didn't exist before. Like a globe in the 90s looked totally different. I cannot tell you what a different feeling it was in the air when the when the some Cold of my War history ended. books when I was a younger kid, like in elementary school, they were old enough to where they still said like the Soviet Union. Oh yeah, like it wasn't called Russia, wow. and they just had to kind of say like, yeah, it's an old book. Like wow. in 1990, in 91, it became Russia again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That always blew my mind. The Soviet Union is such a World War II thing. Yeah, and when I was told that it was the Soviet Union until like 1991, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Wow, that shows a difference in our age. That's right, my first 22 years of my life. I was even though that. I was alive, I have no recollection of it being the Soviet Union. Oh yeah, it's no, I, always been Russia to me. They were the enemy. They were the and again the fear of nuclear war, particularly in the early 80s was pretty big because reagan's election was like oh my god this guy's a complete right-wing nut job you know he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna call create the conditions for the third world war you know that that, that was one of the crit- criticisms of him you know but these liberals they and were isn't it funny wrong. how there was the polarizing thing though like because as far as i knew the whole thing against reagan was that he was dumb that like, oh, I forget, where's my glasses? That was the big Reagan thing. Well, at the end, the last two was years that, of his like, presidency, he was his senile. Alzheimer's was starting, actually, the last two years of his presidency. I think that also just shows you... He was in the late 70s. I also think that shows you how ni- in the 90s, it was such a good economic time that people weren't political. I'm sure in the 80s, it was like, dude, this fucking Reagan guy hates black people. He's creating crack. Oh, oh, oh fucking, yeah. The, the, but then in the 90s, to me, from what I gathered, the whole jokes about Reagan was, wasn't that he was like this big fascist. It was like, what a dummy. He forgets stuff. Oh, yeah. He's a big wispy fucking tar. Like that was, oh, people always treated Reagan with these kid gloves growing up. And then all of a sudden when he died, it was like, actually, he was a fascist. It was like, where were you at in 92? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it, it was, I mean, his, his, his election, I mean, it freaked people out very much. So I, I heard a great story this week about Reagan. Talked to a good, very very quick story, okay? Do it. My, my friend from uh, best friend from college, I talk about it all the time. He plays uh, he plays squash in the East Coast for East Coast. Oh boy, do what, what, he is a. It's uh, up there with lacrosse and he, shit. He is a uh, you know he. he what, it's he's squash a is just little tennis, isn't it? Yeah, basically, it's a rubber ball with, with like a tennis mat, and, and you can and you play like almost like in a racquetball type court. So anyway, he plays with a, fr- a buddy his who's South African, who's a white guy. See the African. And that's all he said it to. Is he's South African. Well, see the African. And he's and there is like Israel, like a lot of countries on the planet. There's like a, not forced conscription, but you have to be in the military or some sort of, you know, civil defense corps or something yeah. like that. And he did not want to do it because he didn't support apartheid as a white guy you in South prove Africa yourself. in the eighties. So he actually got out of the country and, and got to the states. He originally went to Canada, then got to the states, went through all the steps to get citizenship. Like it was a really long, drawn out process for him to try to get citizenship here. And, and Reagan was still president. This is like an 88. Reagan was still president. And, and the person after he had gone through all these steps just leaned over the desk and said, you should come back here in six months because Reagan's not going to allow you citizenship because he supports apartheid. He thinks apartheid's a good thing. Like he specifically said that. And I was like, Wow. That was like, because apartheid was a big issue in the 80s. It was a big thing. You're going to well, support yeah, they that? They were just of, fucking leaving piles of machetes in the middle of villages you know, and it, just being like, here you go. You know, yeah, but, but also it was just like, here's I the mean, machete dump off for today. You know, that was America basically saying, hey, here? we're over our, our version of apartheid, even me. though it's not. When will he finally give me the chance to represent our school? When? Spending the wedding a day. What is that with that dumb kung fu anyway? Did she just say jungle fuck? What what, what country was this made in? I don't know. Africa? I'm going to get... 
God. Probably nine, one of the bigger ones. It's got to be sure. one of the bigger ones. Exactly. So it's it's got to be. I'm going to guess Nigeria, Nigeria or something. It's got to be Nigeria. Let's it's, look it's, it up. I think it's got to be Nigeria because Nigeria actually is. They're a member of OPEC. They actually have some money. I'm also going to go really ahead corrupt. Go ahead and pop on some subtitles. Really here. corrupt. The world is so corrupted. God, it's corrupt. But it's what it is. All right. I'm actually shocked this has an IMDb page. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, 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 Look oh. at the first review. Eight out of ten. It's terrible, but so damn good. <laughs> Ghana? Maybe they're Ghana? I mean, they may be from Ghana. Um, Ghana, yeah. Japan, Ghana, and Germany. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's Ghana. Yep. Because uh, that, that, that's sort of a... <laughs> <laughs> that, that swastika in the, in the sun it looks <laughs> this guy looks like an snl sketch this is this is the best way to do hitler it has to look pretend yeah 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 exactly it's got to have a exactly that's why jojo rabbit's a good movie it has to be this like well in jojo looking. rabbit it was literally a brown guy playing <laughs> which is pretty good I, I honestly think that's one of the best world war ii movies i've ever seen dude when, when, when you <laughs> Again, th this is what the 1776 movement is doing right now. This is how they perceive January 6th. That they're creating a fake mythology right now that's going to hold true. Like 16 years from now when they get power again, they all laughed at us then, didn't they? Yeah, they laughed at us. I'm telling you, that th th this is how the right-wing mind works. <laughs> see? See, I think they're, they're being like indoctrinated. Yeah, he's uh, like he said. He's assimilating the Ghanaian people. He's got a weird Omar face scar. I like how they gave him a face scar to show you. Hitler's been through shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here they go white facing it. I love how he's totally fine. He seems fine with them being black. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's making them white. Though. He's getting farther away. That's probably he's just like, look. You're, you're smelling a little black, so I'm going to come up here and do, do my speech from up here. Now he's down there. What's up with this continuity? I, I think this is being filmed in, a, in, in an old like uh, junior high school gym in Africa. This is a... <laughs> the new Japanese empire. Do you think they had to have an argument about if it was going to be a new German or a new Japanese empire? Uh, I think that they were saying... Well, the Ghana-Aryan <laughs> tournament will start very soon. Regarding <laughs> this... A few words from our ex partner. A few words. <laughs> hey, and now a few words from our sponsor. I love, they're both, all these people are standing down there just being like, we don't know what you're saying. You're, you're speaking two different languages. <laughs> Look at this. You know, I tell you what, they're going whiteface versus black. Well, that's, that's a big you know, thing in African movies, too. Whenever they do ghosts that are African, they yeah. always put them in the white makeup and shit. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of racist origin to well, that. Well, I'm sure because you want to know why. I'm sure there were white folks coming into their villages. That must have been a crazy time. Like, yeah, oh, like the white in. ghost or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's coming into the cover of night like a ghost face killer going to come in and take yeah. you over, you know? He's going like, to come in and lay some samples over your fucking yeah. shit. <laughs> You know, Tojo, I mean, Tojo, what went on in Japan was honestly, it, it rivaled Germany. You don't think of it because you think of the Holocaust in Germany, but what Japan did rivaled what the, what the Germans did in terms of just, I mean, they wiped out millions of people, millions of people. 
There was a real racial superiority in what they were doing. What we're you. saying is that it's okay to be racist against Japanese people. No, no. They, well, they, against I'm other, kidding. Yeah, against Asian folks. They I'm were, kidding. I mean, with China, the Chinese, China and Japan do not trust each other. They do not trust each other. And it basically became the 51st state, you know, because essentially America just backed it and made it this economic, you know, giant. I love how the one guy doesn't have white paint yet. There's one guy who's just like, I'm not doing your white ghost shit, all right? <laughs> well, I'm I think taller. it's Tojo. It's Tojo leading them. No, no. There's another black guy that doesn't have the white paint. Maybe he's... My money? Hell no. Oh, oh. See, this is what's good about the fucking the, the subtitles, is we don't have to have the fucking the volume up. Well, I, I like he's just going through a say, market. This is where I'm a little sensitive. Yeah. To me, this movie sounds racist. Because it's so African. Uh oh. Whoa, he's got a golden punch. He just punched the blood puke out of her. He just punched the blood puke out of her. He just goes to a market and takes care of business. They didn't even set that up in the in the that is a new rub. He's got powers. Yeah, absolutely. Now you like it. Oh, I thought temper tantrum. <laughs> he punches her in her womb. Now he's a Marvel you character. Know? God, that, 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 that was kind of mean. <laughs> he just offs her right in the middle of the street. Look at all the blood that comes out of her mouth. And oh, yeah. <laughs> and then look how little there is when she comes down. Exactly. The <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they've got to like, yeah, that, that's an opportunity that they missed. Do an aerial shot. What he a just weird takes step. <laughs> he just well again. It, it, it's they're doing the. I gotta German, be honest with you. They're half ass in that fucking march. They're doing the goose <laughs> step. It, it's their goose step. It looks like an optometrist leading a fucking Nazi revolution. But also, I, I guess they're just in some abandoned area of Africa right yeah, now. Yeah, Africa. Yeah, they're just you know here they are. Just general Ghana. <laughs> What's he doing? Is he trying to have his way? He's trying to make it. We're trying to make it with him. How, yeah, he, he was. That was a rape scene. In this dark, <laughs> he's like trying to rape him. <laughs> if I actually had to act, this is how I would act. This is how bad it would well, be. Well, it's good to know you have an opportunity for career, <laughs> for a career then, because there's productions where your, your skills are needed. <laughs> uh, this is how bad my acting would be. Yeah, you could be Japanese better than this actual Japanese actor. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. They got the shadow of his dong. Wait, was that was that that was literally a penis shot? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Wow. This is this is bizarre. So far, there's no plot outside of there is not that Hitler and, and, and Tojo, Tojo come together yeah. and they're creating this kind of Ghana Aryan race. They're all dressed very modern. Like, it, this isn't in the 2000s. Like, they're not, they didn't have fucking V-neck crews in fucking 1946. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think this was made, like, what, in the in 2019. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's recent. Wearing deep Vs and shit. See, this guy's actually not a bad actor, I don't think. Well, compared to what, Crow? I mean, yeah, exactly. It's a relative Are thing, they killing but... a dog in the background? <laughs> they will exterminate us. I like having subtitles for an Why African dialect English. I love how you even, that's how necessary the drunk not giving a fuck character is is he the nazis aren't even enough for him to be like <laughs> to be like hey i'm, I'm gonna stand up he's yeah. like the, the nazis are here and they're gonna exterminate us and he's just like oh you 
stupid child. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it hasn't been made. That'll be a moment, obviously, right? They, they must when he believes fool, yeah. him, yeah. Or, or maybe he gets killed. Maybe he gets killed. I should have believed you, brother. You know, like, it'll, it'll be like a moment. There you go. And that'll inspire That's less him. That's racist. Is, you know, it's, you know. It's going to be hard to mock this movie without just doing an African accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this a montage scene? No, it looked like they were getting into a montage. You want to get into a little t- this week in TV history? Sure, but th- but this is good. This has been a good choice. I yeah. like this. Oh, look at that! He's got it painted on his chest. So so what? Where are we? Uh, where are we at? We at minute forty seven. 45. Okay. Look at you. I know. My, my sense of timing is getting better. That, that, that's a good sign, Keith. I'm more invested. Look how athletic they are. Doing that. Yeah. Doing those kicks. I mean, it's weird how everything looks like L.A. Like yeah. just palm trees. You're like, that's Burbank. There's yeah. <laughs> there's no way they're in actual Ghana. You know that they are. They're yeah, in I, they're in old town Pasadena right now. <laughs> yeah, the lighting it's all washed out because of the sun. Yeah, you know they're in Dave Keckner's backyard and <laughs> fucking filming North, a movie in North Hollywood. <laughs> exactly, his six kids are running around. You know, I yeah. want to be in it too. He's got six children. That's why you know he did uh, what Final Destination four. I think he made like five hundred thousand bucks for that movie, and he's like, yeah, I, I'm gonna do Final. I got a cousin who's Indian. And, I got a cousin who's Indian and Canadian. She loaned him the her family wardrobe <laughs> for this. She got married and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, 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 he's oh. So how did the Nazis find them? They've been did they there. Just show there. Oh, oh, they have. Been? I feel like yeah, I thought that, they were training, and then the no, oh, you're the right. Nazis oh. have, they're trying to assimilate these. Oh, people. oh, 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 and so there's actually a competition going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get or it. Or maybe Hitler's trying to level up. Maybe this is like Dragon Ball Z. He's trying to level up. He, <laughs> he's trying to earn his gold punch like Tojo has. <laughs> you see, I thought it was more like they're like zombies. I was thinking it's more of a zombie thing, but no, it's actually like this Aryan race thing. That that's the mark of a bad movie this movie is less than an hour and a half long oh yeah yeah absolutely it's an hour and 24 minutes hour and 40 is like you start getting a little nervous after an hour that which begs the question what was edited out of this movie yeah well i mean i or do you think it was just a straight oh hitler's taking care (laughs) (laughs) he's just pummeling the Again, look at the comparison. Look how I, much I blood he was launching up. Yeah, his face should literally, you should, it should be unrecognizable. They did it in the back of his head, but it would be even more, because when you get a head wound, blood is going everywhere. That's a good head wound. Oh, yeah, we've all seen the Bud Dwyer video. Yeah, yeah. Blood coming. Look go. at him with his gold punch, dude. That would have uh, won the war. Golden triangle. Why did, where was your gold punch during the war? Oh, you see? You see? Oh, oh. You're even genius. He's grabbing him by the afro. This is so funny. <laughs> He's actually grabbing him too. I think they're pulling. Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta act a little bit. You gotta get into that. Be the that's the oh. oh. <laughs> is this Jaws 3D? <laughs> Did I just see a scene from Jaws 3D? It's like a, a, a you can almost see it just floating off the screen. It's like a glitch in a video game. Oh. Do you know the? This is too much. We get it. He cut your fingers off. Man. This is so polar opposites of like you, finger scenes are so interesting because it's either like that where to sell someone getting their finger cut off, they roll around for eight minutes. Yeah. Or you'll see someone get their finger broken in half and then they're just like, 
yeah. <laughs> they just reset the it yeah, and then yeah, they get yeah. back. There's no. They're back in the fight. Yeah. There's no actual reality with the finger breaking. It, it's just this is. I guess the, 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 it's not the kiss coffin. It's the. Uh, yeah. It's the car coffin. What is that? Well, I, I think it's a coffin for the master. Okay. See, this is like the build emotional. Like, it's like their version of what? That is insane. Do they actually have those coffins in Africa? I, is that like the Avon Barksdale when they buried them in the fucking gun rosary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. Master. Fought a good fight in order to save his nation. We've gathered here to show our appreciation for being a good master. Okay. For it is written. Cable's back. This is uh, this is this is amazing. Again, if I had to act, this is how this is how bad my acting would be. The internet's back on, by the way. Okay. So we can okay. go cable. And second half, we should go second half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. Um, so let's get into... Well, we'll save this week in TV history for the second half, because we're already at like 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we, we, can, we can do it. So, yeah. To see, this is what it should be, though. Like, there's a way... This movie proves there's a way to do Nazis tastefully. <laughs> Well, this is is the competition for. Remember the Norwegian snow Nazi movie? I think that's we've we've come upon the solution though. This is the way you could do offensive Nazi things. Just make it bad. Yeah, <laughs> like I think people. I honestly think that some that is a lot of people's complaints is that it's the earnest attempt to do a movie like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about about Nazis. Yeah, you know? like it, that's you can have a Nazi movie, but it can't be directed by Steven Spielberg or have a $24 million budget behind it. Not anymore. <laughs> I think you'd have to be even tiptoe. And I don't even mean this complain wise. I think it would be harder to make a Schindler's List nowadays. Why do you think that? I'm curious. Because I think any sort of portrayal of Nazis because of Donald Trump is just sort of like, come on, like. I think there's a sense of people that just kind of not forget about it, but like, why do we even have to give it the time of day anymore? Uh, because you want to keep it fresh in people's minds as much as possible because it can happen again. That's the reason why, because it's more than capable of happening again. So people have to be sort of aware of that okay? and know the steps as to how did this happen? Well, yeah, and we're watching you know? a blueprint of how it could happen again. I, it, it, absolutely. Yeah, we are. I mean, it, it's. It, I not, mean, this really isn't out of the ordinary of the other con the, the other conspiracies. Is this as crazy as he's in Argentina or whatever the fuck? There's all sorts of countries that Hitler supposedly went to after he died. Well, well, yeah. Well, after well, I mean, you know, th there were the rumors about him being in the South. A lot of Nazis went to South America. Joseph Mengele, you know, yeah. was, you know the, the Angel of Death, as they called him. A lot of high ranking. Uh, and uh, what's his face? They brought, Eichmann. Eichmann. Was they down brought there. soccer down there. Good on him. Well, also th th there was the. Uh, there was the connection of when they were doing their buildup for the for the war machine, they went to South America to get all the minerals and iron ore and stuff like that to actually do that. Uh, so there was these natural business connections. So a lot of them went, went to Argentina, a little bit in Brazil, um, but also I, I want to say uh, Uruguay too, but Argentina in particular, which has always had a fascist tradition too. Those Latin American countries, they like their fascism. You know, it's always had that underbelly. Not a, not a lot of democracy going on there. So, yeah, yeah, we're seeing they're trying to follow a similar playbook. Isn't that amazing? Like they're really trying to make this happen. Like Who, just, like the right? Well, or just like well, whatever it is. I, I don't know how structured it is. Uh, I think there's some organization. It's got to be, you know, uh, I don't know how, how many people are doing it. How many does it take? 
to really tip the scales. That's what's disturbing to me is I don't think it takes well, that many. Well, I think we we know two things definitively. It takes two to tango. <laughs> There's one axiom in life we can all agree Three's on. company. Yeah. Four's a crowd. Four's a crowd uh, or an orgy. Huh? <laughs> there you, you know go. what I'm saying? Or an orge. Uh, look at this guy. You'd think you'd know right away. Like, take your paint off. So the Stalin white, so the white face people are obviously your African Nazis. Is, it, is yeah, that them yeah. saying like, okay, these it's the it's spreading? Yeah, exactly. It's take they're taking things over. Exactly. Got a bunch of Justin Trudeaus out yeah, there standing exactly. around, <laughs> out there standing around like the president of Canada, <laughs> the prime minister, the prime minister of Canada. Well, why did his name come up, man? Did he do something? This oh week yeah, in, in college he did brownface. He 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 dressed as Aladdin. Oh oh okay. Well you know, you know. <sighs> in the 80s that was a big no-no you, you got there was 80s canceling going on i remember there, there was a fraternity at madison the well, yeah, ted danson ted danson Whoopi goldberg had to approve that shit yeah yeah in the 80s there was a, there was a frat house in madison that had a mock slave auction of the rush the people who were rushing the frat it was a jewish fraternity too and they had a oprah winfrey impersonator also wearing blackface, like doubling the blackness of it all. And that got out and they got they got uh, kicked off campus for two years and they got protested. There were like a couple thousand people went up Langdon Street. And we're just like, you know, we're really pissed off at them. So that was a big like Langdon Street was the, was I the almost like, row. I almost think it's funny that they had DJ Adolf. Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going through popular culture, too. Is DJ Adolf we're coming here? It's the Reich stuff. <laughs> you go. Get, get, get. This is amazing. Oh, so this is part of the brainwashing thing, too. Is that he, you see, Look at him sitting there like Scarface. Well, th that's one of the theories as to how the Nazis took over, too, is that, that they were very into cutting-edge technology, like, that they made a radio for literally every family in Germany got a radio that they... That, that, that they they would, made a perfect race. No, you know, so, but the point is, but they, they were trying to like we're going to take over all that too. But yeah, they, but, but oh, know. no one's saying we, they had big ideas. So oh, we're not. Uh, yes, <laughs> that they did. My they friend. weren't short on ideas. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was like holy shit. It's the execution that we argue yeah, about. Literally, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, literally. Yeah, I mean, it's just like oh my god. I mean, it, it was uh, it was pretty good. You know, the biggest conflict in human history. You know. The next song, This is like an open mic set. This is we've seen this at a lot of Chicago Ava open mics. Should they bring in Ava Brown on this? Well, too? he's drunk. He's probably she died. Oh, that's his Ava. What is that? Rosario Dawson? <laughs> no, it is not Rosario. That is hilarious. You know, I'm taking time off of the Mandalorian because you know I got this new project I'm working on. That he kisses a black woman. That, that that's pretty... the tanned version. <laughs> They're calling her the tanned version of Ava Braun. That's great. That that's there's a humor in this. Well, so I think this humor. is a partial comedy movie. Yeah, this yeah. is the that's what my favorite part, and I love how people will take something seriously. As far as movies go, we'll put all this reality in movies. Yeah, and I kind of like it like this, where this is a movie that clearly takes place in the forties. Yeah, well, well, yet there's a guy wearing a champion. No, this sweater. is supposed to be this is supposed to be modern. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 exactly. Oh. Well, why isn't Hitler fucking ninety seven thousand years old? Well, maybe he's sort of. See, that's the thing too. I thought the same thing. I thought to myself, maybe he's. <laughs> look at this. They're all they're all twerking and shit. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
I guess, yeah, I, I thought he had, like, had some sort of youth serum that this made him younger. This is just like if the Nazis decided to take over hip-hop. This is uh, this is pretty amazing. We no longer want to create the human race. We want to create the sickest track. Yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> They're just showing close-ups of asses. Oh, Hitler the DJ. <laughs> wow. That whole DJ, did you ever, I mean, I, I could never, I was never down with club culture. No. I was never, you know. I, I, I was only down with the drugs. I, I couldn't, uh, I mean, I went a few not times. Not a big strobe light guy, not a big loud, uh, unless it's a concert. Like if I'm going yeah. to see a band I like, but I'm not, fun to me isn't like, let's go to this really loud room and scream at each other. Talk. Yeah, yeah. And it's expensive for drinks and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I, I just, I always felt self-conscious. I, I went a few times. I just didn't feel like I could be like, I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. If there was a white guy dressed like Hitler DJing, <laughs> I might reconsider. It's pretty amazing. Just to pop my head in and see what the, the situation's like, you know? The, the, this is, oh, you heard to listen to our turn. <laughs> see, this is the moment because they're in the club. Look at this, this set. I feel like the director just got his uncle and his cousins. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that guy's got an Uncle Larry vibe to him. <laughs> but and they they clearly only had a certain amount of paint because they couldn't repaint that guy. <laughs> and uh, lighting. Lighting's yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but the skin of an African-American just absorbs paint. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, yeah, like a fresh drywall panel. It, it, it. Uh oh, uh oh. This is a dramatic scene. You have not earned your second coat yet. <laughs> no, come here, fight. Those floors, though, are very common. Oh, here we go. A lot We're of back European to Blonde bars guy. have those floors. Those floors are cool. I'm a drinking <laughs> they pull him back in. Adieu. That's a that's a, a trope that I haven't seen in a while. The drunken master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's probably only the one, the Jackie Chan. But but yeah, but but it's also just him. Like <laughs> he's obviously going to get killed, right? Is that what has to happen, right? This well, yeah, a, this is a moment of comedy. You're gonna machete the top of his head off or oh. something like that. Something's got, that that wig is going to go flying. Yep, <laughs> a lot of gut punches in this. Apparently, the stomach of Africans is this is like the, <laughs> it's fucking, the weak point. It's the button, you know. Pulls his pen. What what he did that guy didn't even try at all. <laughs> he hits the drunk guy a few times, he doesn't go down and he's just like, We will meet again. Yeah. Oh oh oh. So a drunken guy he has got his back. Dude, this was probably the funniest movie in Africa of this of that year. I, I probably had a You know, Africa likes shit. They're big fecal matter, like a lot of their comedies they just have projectile shit. <laughs> And stuff like that. <laughs> They're into like the rudimentary, like <laughs> elementary humor. Hey, well, you know, I mean, a good shit joke, you know, like, you know, it can be funny, you know? Yeah. It's got to be executed right. When I saw the shit's going to hit the fan and when I watched Airplane for the very first time when I was 11, I was in hysterics, in hysterics in the theater, laughing yep. loudly. 
loud laugh, belly laugh. Well, we've hit our hour, so do you want to cool. you want to yeah. ease into a break here? Yeah, let's ease into a break because we we'll... we got the regular show back. The internet's back. Sure, sure. So we'll be back here. Yep. And uh, when we come back, it will be the regular show. Yeah. Kind of had to improvise a little bit That's here. It's okay. It's okay. It was good. It's good. We, I think it still worked out well. All right. It's fun. Uh, we'll be back here on the other side of a break. Hey, lunch is over. Now back to work. I am Mr. Flintstone. Greetings, Rocky, my boy. Pack of Winston's, please. Oh, you like them Winston cigarettes, huh, Mr. Flintstone? Mm, but of course, they really got something. You bet your life. Folks who really enjoy smoking know it's what's up front that counts. And that's where Winston steps out ahead of the crowd with their exclusive filter blend. Choice Golden Tobaccos, specially selected and specially processed for filter smoke. Hold it, hold it. Hey, what you mean? What are you pitching Winston's at me for? You know I never smoke nothing else. Just practicing, Mr. Flintstone. Everybody knows that. Winston tastes good, like a cigarette should. Yeah. See you soon, Rocky. Like a picnic with cool stag beer. A pillow. Oh, oh, it's your pillow. Why don't you join me in a stag beer? Stag makes a hit every time. Say, fellas, why don't we get up a ball game and choose no, a No, commercial again. Time to get myself a stag beer. Wish someone were here to enjoy it with me. Why, bottomly, I didn't hear you come in. <laughs> Take off your hat. Now get another stag. Oh, my George. Stag always brings them best together. Oh, time to watch that funny little man. Big beer. Ah, oh, that funny, funny. Oh, look at that smile. Everybody smiles when they drink stag. Your beer of complete refreshment. I want you my new thing. All right. We're back yeah. in the normal flow. Yep. Back from a break. The internet's back, so cable is back. Um, we're watching a soccer game. Yeah, we have a soccer game. It's, it's uh, yeah. This, it's these Spanish versus are... Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish team versus Spanish team. But welcome back. I apologize for the shaky first half to the listeners. It was a little about twenty minutes before the internet went out, so I was a little caught off guard. So we switched it around a little bit. We had to watch the movie at the beginning. Yeah. But it was a good one. I I, I thought it, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a. Uh... I thought we rolled with it well. It was kind of akin because my plan was to show the Bugs Bunny Japanese cartoon Bugs Nips the Nips while we talked about the Dr. <laughs> Seuss stuff. But we got some Nazi and Japanese stuff in there. A absolutely. From the, Af from the African movie It wasn't we Bugs Bunny playing a, a serving grenade popsicles. Yeah. Yeah. To oh, that, that, that's the guy from Blade Runner. He, he, the guy on the far right there, he's from Blade Runner. He's the guy who shoots the dude. He's oh, a yeah. replicant. He's a replicant. He's so young. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. And he's big, you know. That's Whiskey. what's great about those movies is he probably got this role because someone who made it was a fucking dork and liked Blade Runner. Oh, of course. Absolutely. That's a reason why. Oh, I'll put you in. He's like, I'm an actor. You're going to pay me 5000 bucks. I read it this week. I read it this week. I looked up Harrison Ford. You know what you made for Star Wars? Do you, I mean, you just seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars? No, his his no, he got points on the back end, so he made his. Money oh, so on it that. was probably like fifteen hundred dollars. No, yeah, he got paid ten. His salary was ten thousand dollars. That's like scale. The, yeah, that's the equivalent of. 40, you know, I've never seen this now. movie, The Fifth Element. This is a big hipster movie. A yeah. lot of a lot of people my age love this fucking movie. Uh, I I I remember it came out and it bothered me. 
I, I which is the weirdness of it did it seem like how like almost like the african nazi movie where you're like what's this about like no, what is it? It, it it was it seemed gaudy and loud so and did you were trying you, too hard so mars attacks wasn't a thing for you either I, I went to it because i liked burton and i was like i didn't like that movie either you know i just you know I, at that age i was i didn't even have a tv for a long time i didn't watch television right. for a long time because it was you just seemed a, like you had a minimalist mode where you're like i'm done with everything and, and i'm gonna just go out and i want to go read things. books man yeah absolutely you know and I'm also gonna I'm gonna do stand up and I'm gonna explore things and I'm gonna experience like living you know that to me was actually engaging I I was engaging with people something your generation never does so we try we have a different form of engaging it's all but online is a sinister form of engagement of course it is it is but it is engagement is what I'm saying it it is a form of engagement I think it's it's uh you know it it does not replace face to face no 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 but I think it's gotten to where it's so its own thing and interactive oh, in yeah. its own way where I think yeah. there are some people who are like face-to-face talk is you can't control it. Oh, absolutely. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hence the dark side of it. There's something uh, dehumanizing for the human spirit, I believe, with that, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Well, and it leads to shit like the fifth element. This is <laughs> this to me was a precursor. You if you don't get off Twitter, you're going to end up Mila Jovovich in a tube, which look, it's not it's not bad to look at. I'm yeah, fucking. Yeah. yeah. I love that the black people with blonde hair and uh, clothes for women that are just like strips of clothing and tape. That was like the vision of the future in the 90s. Well, 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 no. Well, this is I think this is a takeoff on Belair. What was the movie with the Jane Fonda in in, in the late, late 60s where she was like this uh, Barbarella? Oh, Barbarella. Barbarella? Didn't yes. they redo Barbarella with Pam Anderson? They might have, yes. Oh, she was Stripperella. Yeah. <laughs> but Barbarella, I watched part of a Jane Fonda documentary this week, which was, uh, I don't know. She's. Uh, How do you feel about her? Because uh, she made a great speech at the, at the fucking, uh, <clears throat> at the Golden Globes, or as I call them, the COVID Globes. What, 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 what did she say? The COVID Globes. What, what was her speech? Uh, <laughs> she just would, called out Hollywood for lack of diversity and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, but she's, what I got annoyed with, and I'm not even say it's not a harsh criticism. I just feel like she attacks Hollywood for lacking diversity and like mostly the the foreign press, the Hollywood foreign press or whatever, the one who picks the awards basically. Yeah, and the Academy, all those little boards that decide who gets what, the nominations. So she's yeah. calling all them out about like diverse, all this great speech. Yeah, but she started the speech by being like, "I respect." the academy and like yeah yeah like yeah. go full bore yeah like don't stay it there's a too much save my jobbiness in yeah, it to where yeah. like i'm gonna i'm gonna criticize everything you do but not enough to where you'll never give work me another award well yeah. she doesn't she doesn't work anymore she's retired but well, isn't she in that TV she show life, frankie and gracie or something like that she might she came back a little bit but she retired yeah. that was part of her speech is she retired for 15 years and then when she came back she came back for a JLo movie, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, which is funny to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fonda, Fonda. When I was growing up, Fonda was a, a big actress. I mean, she was like Actually, she was a respected. Since I China said we're going to get more interactive, <laughs> but yeah, she. It was interesting. She her her second wave feminism was. Uh, Did more, you not watch the more, Golden Globes? I texted no. you on the night. I don't think I. No, I didn't. And I don't. I, I was think. working. I was driving, making some money. So let's see. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to play it? Do you want to play her? Speech? Sure. Because sure, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I want like maybe I'm wrong because I. But I did when I was listening to it live. I could see her doing that. I mean, she, I, I she is a 
she's pawned off as this history I of activism. I swear to God, I heard her weak. speech being like, I love the, or I respect the Academy or something, but maybe I'm wrong. But here's yeah. her speech. Everyone was bravoing her on Twitter. Your Twitter engagements. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, all the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. I'm, I'm so moved to receive this honor. Thank you. You know. Now I will now eviscerate yeah. you for the next five minutes. Community of storytellers, aren't we? And in turbulent, crisis-torn times like these, storytelling has always been essential. You see, stories have a way to, they can change our hearts and our minds. They can help us. Like immediately, I just need people to get to it quicker. What with me and her? Here's what it is. It's also using this as an opportunity to put the exclamation point. I'm part of the Hollywood left of the well, no. '60s. Well, that but it's like it's, and you know, my my thing with this is is that's Jillian Anderson, by the yeah, way, and yeah. she looks like she just ran in from her barbecue in the back. <laughs> that like I had to, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, we are my red solo cup ripped. I have to yeah. get a new red solo cup for my fucking exactly. I'm about four drinks in right now. Yeah, we got a fucking we got a mechanical bull back there. Yeah. We're fucking doing. Things. I saw the mechanic. Oh, is that Oldman? It's Oldman. Yeah, yeah, that's Gary Oldman. Non-linear, non-cerebral. This was my favorite thing about uh, about the Golden Globes too, since it, most of it was by Zoom. You had the people doing this. You know, when someone talks and they're doing the. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. It's so staged. I hate that. It's so staged. Just sit there. You don't have to react to everything yeah. she says. You know, just this year. Nomadland helped me feel love for the wanderers among us. And so she goes on now about how every role she does informs her about a new aspect of life. And like Nomad taught me about... Isn't she also still trying to keep work alive? Like she still wants to like get work? Well, now she's more about... But what I love... Look close. At, there she's doing the nod. Yeah. What I love about this though is after this she did it. She did Len uh, Colbert and yeah. she wore a fucking beret on beret. The side beret. <laughs> oh God. We're like, oh, she has, she has to look the revolutionary. <laughs> it's such an actressy thing. God, so, you know, it's so lame. I'm I'm a revolutionary this week, so I have to look it. You know, and, and it's holding on to that image and sort of still trying to maintain relevance. But she was also hated by the right. I got it, and she she backpedaled a lot on that in the documentary. She's like, because she sat like in an anti aircraft gun and was smiling. They were shooting planes down, and and it was like, and that was the image that was put up. That was also the Nixon administration smearing her. They were going after her a little bit they made her seem like she was so dangerous which is hilarious because she, she's softball she is softball you know she, i you know what and that no misogyny out the window she looks good dude for 69 oh, oh, oh. or however old she is oh, she, she, she's 82 82 she's early, she 82? early 80s you know well like, she looks good she she was a well she was a beautiful woman in, 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 you know in her day you know see that's a testament to how long she's been doing stuff is i don't remember young jane i don't oh yeah I, you i yeah. For, you had to seek out young jane fonda oh yeah no the, like she was, jane yeah. fonda fucking uh old fucking mr washington goes to phil or whatever the fuck that movie is mr phil goes to <laughs> mr Montana. smith goes to i don't know jimmy stewart yeah yeah I don't remember like that's all. I don't remember that. That's, you're, you're, that that's that's nine, it's nineteen thirty nine versus China no. syndrome. It's but forty in years 1960 later. But in nineteen sixty and seventy, you're more likely to see something like that on TV. When I was a kid, yeah, 
all those Jimmy Stewart movies, you either had to go to the channel that played ancient yeah. movies. Yeah. Like to seek out a young version of those people. They I, weren't even shown when I was a kid. They weren't I, even shown then either. I only know of like gray haired, fucked up. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I remember him being in airports. He was in airport 77, <laughs> which is, I mean, easily the worst of the airports here. Although airport for the Concord is pretty bad too. Uh, you know, that George Kennedy, I think is the through line of those movies. I saw airport 75 in the fucking theater. <laughs> I saw that. It's such a bad movie. It's amazing. I love it. I, I loved watching it through my mod i love doing that watching a movie that i liked as a kid through my modern eyes it's great i love it it's, it's to me it's one of the joys of living. oh here we go we can put this on for seven minutes <laughs> it's one of the joys of being locked inside during a pandemic this oh is, yeah this, this is dictators this will be good the uh looney tunes Ooh. you know when i was a kid i thought these were like shown on tv that like I didn't know it was like war propaganda. Like only soldiers saw these cartoons. That's amazing. Because I remember seeing these as a kid. They showed these on television. Yes. Oh yeah, in the late seventies in, in Virginia. I used to also see like a, a, a Tom and Jerry. Remember the, the scenes of Tom and Jerry when the the maid has a broom and is hitting them with the broom. It's it's a black yeah. woman. Well, I remember the old ones. It would be this black voice like now Tom and Jerry, you get back to your. I mean, it was like this old like Aunt Jemima voice. It was so racist and then they actually made it a white voice but i remember that in the 70s you know they gonna come on down and get on down. i mean it was like literally like so, you know mumbo jumbo that's what i used to call it mumbo jumbo you know, that was jive a, yeah yeah that, that, an that, airplane she spoke jive they're speaking their mumbo jumbo that that's a racist term actually it is because it was basically talking about black english you know which was but ended up with only the brush to me, that was more sinister. Like as a kid, my stepdad would, when Shannon Sharp became a broadcaster, he would mock his voice. Like, you know, how Shannon Sharp had a lisp and kind oh, of yeah, like, yeah. he was a mumble talker. Like, yeah, yeah. He had to learn how, how to how be to a broadcaster. Yeah, exactly. And I remember my stepdad would like, and I remember like getting a, it would turn yeah. my stomach like, yeah. Jesus Like it made you uncomfortable. Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I was around people that liberally said the N-word. <sighs> and to me, doing the like, like that slave talk shit, yeah, yeah. that is cringy to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. And I have comics that I, I like comics that I very much appreciate will do that. And I'm just like, oh, God damn. <laughs> like, it's not a hit to the, gut. the move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the move. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, that that was Mussolini they did right there. That was Mussolini. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we can just go back, because I, I think they had Mussolini before, right right before this. Right here. He's, yeah, yeah, it's Mussolini. He's got a Nazi band. <laughs> what, what, it, it, when he's at the black, and he's bald. He's bald. Is that, that Mussolini. That touch? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love how you're you're enough of a dork to get those little jabs. Of course, man. I mean, this is, you know, this There's is. There's Hitler duck. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! There we go. Oh buddy. my god! Yep, absolutely. That oh. is violently racist. Oh, 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 th 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 there was a line there too. We got to go back. We go back. Hold on. Uh, there's got to be a line here too. Zeke, <laughs> the rooster goes. I'm a sick Heiler too. <laughs> is that clearly a Jewish guy? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that is Mussolini speaking. Oh, me, Morley. 
There's our dead soldier. Oh, never see a bambini again. <laughs> Even, dude, it's just, it just works. The Italian <laughs> accent, if you're giving, <laughs> we want to assimilate the, the white race. Like, yeah, that yeah. just sounds funny. Yeah, yeah. Anything said in an Italian accent <laughs> sounds like you, it's the language version of tossing pizza dough in the air. It just sounds so harmless. I mean, he is, I mean, we have created the perfect <laughs> race. You're just like, yeah, get that fucking, that sound. I'll eat it. I mean, uh, uh, Hitler adored Mussolini. Oh, look at that. That's I guess at the end of the war, he hated him, too, though. He hated him at the end of the war. So here's my question. Is Warner Brothers anti-Semitic, or were they just paid by the government to make this? This? I don't yes. know if this is anti-Semitic. I mean, this is, I mean, they're basically, er, this, is, this is a, we want to fight the war. We got to get everyone on board for the war. That's an interesting point. Because so far, because Bugs Nips the Nips is racist against Japanese people. Uh yeah, that, that's a side story. But yeah, I got, and got so that. far we could watch that too. When you got that story? No, 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 no. But it was just uh, you know I, I've asked my uh, I know people of that era that 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 time when they were kids in the Second World War. Like, did you fear Hitler? Because I think of like World War II through a Hitler lens. That's how I think of it. And they were like, yeah, we knew Hitler was bad, but we fucking hated the Japanese. Like the Jap, it was just like the racism. Even in comic like, books, they I mean they were hated in comic detested, books. The Nazis. You know? were just portrayed as people like they were just they drawn were as white. regular no well yeah look at this holy fuck <laughs> that is mel blank buddy <laughs> that is <laughs> japanese mandate island is that a reference what well, is that it's basically saying we're just taking this island we're taking over the, the pacific i mean they took over Hundreds and hundreds of uh, probably thousands of uh, of islands off of the Pacific. I mean, it got the turtle. Who that? There's your Jewish guy. He's Chinese, made in Japan. Oh wow, <laughs> a lot of subversive shit here. Yeah, and I'm mock turtle soup. Because yeah, the Chinese are our allies, you know. Because because China hadn't gone oh, communist yet. Oh, so there. The or I wonder if that's. A if that's a reference to a lot of Japanese people trying to say they were Chinese to to get away from no 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 not at all no it, it was basically saying main, China's China got a lot the, you know not the Marshall Plan but the uh, lend lease lend lease is when the basically America funded a lot of the allies oh, there it is for your Q and honors we got pedophilia. <laughs> oh, we got ba we got baby duck junk. <laughs> I will say this, so far... This is elaborate. Based on African ninja Nazis... Yeah. ...and this, it's impossible to do Nazi propaganda coherently. <laughs> like, you have to just do a bunch of wild shit happening. <laughs> That's, I think, the... the tip, the, like, razor's edge of, like, how seriously are we taking yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it almost has to not make sense because then you're like, yeah, we're just doing, we're just trying to be funny. You can't, yeah. if it was too like, oh my God, this is such a complicated plot and story. <laughs> like, well, then, yeah, I mean, you got to break it down. Then it's getting too pro Nazi. Yeah. What? And then like that African Nazi thing, it was almost bad on purpose because they were like, we're not even going to try. Like it's, it was almost as if they were having dolls fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. By the way, that black duck thing, I'm still getting over that one. <laughs> I'm from the south side of Germany. Like, it was, wow. That was very bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... 
<laughs> but again, uh, the the uh, the Lend Lease program in the Second World War, which is America gave uh, fifty billion dollars out to become allies. The majority of it went to England. Uh, Russia got eleven billion dollars. Soviet Union did, and, and mainland China got like three billion dollars. They were playing that too because they defined them. They uh, identified them as pro-West. Uh, what they were doing with the communists, uh, you know, basically the revolution was going on at that time. But the Japanese were so awful to the Chinese that the nationalists and the communists came together to take on the Japanese. They knew that that was a real problem. Like the Japanese were doing, I mean, like it rivaled the extermination of Jewish people. It's a little Europe. bit of egg on my face. I opened you know? up this and it was halfway through it because I was watching it last night. Not enjoyingly. I was just doing some pre-search. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I remember these. This, I remember these uh, cartoons. Well, and here's what I found out yes. recently. Everybody just calls it Blanket Looney Tunes. The show was Merry Melodies. And like Looney, the show was not called Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Playing a horn. <laughs> it's like some sexy horn. <laughs> Someone? That should, like, supervise by, not me. That's what it should just say. Yeah. Supervise by, not me. <laughs> Somewhere in the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> How fantastic is it going to be for us to get popped by copyright for, an anti for a racist song? I think that's history. <laughs> Let's try and get copyright, and then my my excuse against them will be you're copywriting, you're trying to fucking get money for your racist shit. You should want me to put this on my show. So, so <laughs> why is he in a box? Because he's on the ocean. Hey, I'm living in He's Pearl mailing himself. Harbor. He's mailing himself to J Japan. See? What did I tell you? The inevitable island. There we go. Honestly starts off harmless. Yeah. Which is more sinister. At least Ductators <laughs> laid laid out what it was. Immediately. immediately. Yeah, absolutely. So peaceful. <laughs> yeah. So Again, it's like, oh, it's like, this is, here's Pearl Harbor. We're trying to manage what Pearl Harbor was. I'm saved. I'm saved. Here I am. Hey, come and get me. Here I am. I'm saved. Hey, you see him? I'm saved. Come and get me. Here I am. Hey. It's a little long running. Yeah. What you waiting for? Yeah, this is Hangman, but... Mm, got Mrs. Potato Head over here. <laughs> I still have this fantasy. I still have this fantasy. What, the... That I'd meet a woman on a tropical that's island... That's just we, you we, dressed we, up as women? And a and woman? We, <laughs> no, I'm just like hooking up with some island woman, and that just being the rest of my life. Just some island broad? You know, or like, as Eddie Murphy called her in his hit special Raw, Oomfufu? Oomfufu. <laughs> What, what, we didn't see the, we didn't see the end of it. Where, where was the racist part? They cut that out. Whoa, are you serious? Even YouTube has edited. So, ladies Whoa. and gentlemen, there's a scene. Oh, that's the opening and closing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here it is. Okay, here it is. Maybe. No, they get it. It's somewhere in here. 
Oh yeah, here we go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This, Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, this is, I, I guess, but to me, this is offensive. And so I feel oh, like, yeah. I mean, here we go. Here's where we missed. Hey, uh, here's yours, Bullegs. Here, one for you, monkey face. And those popsicles were grenades. <laughs> so that's, that's. But again, I mean, the people I know who, who are all dying off of that generation when they were kids, the Japanese were hated. They were detested. Here's what that I, was the enemy. Here's mostly what I would get into with this is. Um, I get the the argument of like it's you know stuff should exist on its own and you should just turn it off but like there's an art there's stuff to use that defense in, but like why would you want to defend that yeah i know i know it's it's yeah, I guess, as what funny is as it is to watch purpose? and like we had a fun time laughing yeah. at it but yeah. like if some if they were like we're taking all of this off youtube you're going to get banned i would be fine with it there's plenty of other content out there i think i just think so many of these hills that people die on are just so insignificant yeah, and stupid. Exactly. We're like, even if what you're saying is intelligent, like you're dumb for caring about this. Yeah. No, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, but it's, it seems to be the nature of the, that sort of deemed political debate now, I think. I mean, that, that sort of pawned off as it, because I don't know, people, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so dismissive, because as, as I said before, like, I so we'll get into some this week in TV history. So we got a, a lot of stuff. Uh, the 200th episode of All in the Family aired this week in wow. 1979, I think it was. Yeah, that would make sense. It was like the ninth season of it. Yeah, it, it We're was, in the it Stephanie was, episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right before Edith's about to die. Wow. Yeah, they, they, they basically... When they had the kid come in, They Stephanie, had the Jewish kid come in. She was cross-eyed as a motherfucker. Really? My dad m made me... Pay attention to it as a kid because I kind of had a crush on Stephanie. Absolutely, little Stephanie. <laughs> and then he goes, "Look at her eye. She has a severely lazy eye." Wow. And dude, it drifts in the wow. fucking show. He is wow. not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Her career didn't take off after that. That wasn't. She wasn't like. She was at the same level as Jodie Foster then, but that is now uh, you know different. Uh, this week she won an Oscar in 1995, which was for that. Was that for the movie where she gets sexually assaulted? <clears throat> no, no, that, that that was the accused in '88. Jodie okay. Foster won, won an Oscar in '95. '95 for what? Let me see. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because in '91, so she, she won it. <laughs> she she listen won, to that. Jody Adam is not happy. She won it for uh, Silence of the Lambs and also for the accused in '88 and '91. I don't think she won it in '95. Um, she won an Oscar. Oh, I mean, maybe it was for Little Man Tate. Best Actress, 92. She won for Nell in 95. She was nominated oh, in 95 oh, for, nominated, L, for yeah. Nell. Because she played this like... Again, a variant of the retarded person. Well, yeah, exactly. The in the wild. <laughs> Raised by wolves in, in, in the mountains of North Carolina. And she survived. And she was just this kind of wild woman, you know? Like what a woman would actually be like if she wasn't sort of, you know, funneled into these roles. You know, that, that was, I'm sure, her artistic angle on that. Like uh, it's going to be this kind of raw, gotta visceral Got to pop that woman, off. That's a Getty you know? image. They'll fucking sue me into the goddamn ground. Yeah, yeah. Did she still have a beard then? Oh, yeah. Foster? She didn't come out until the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that was always the rumor in the 90s. At the Golden you know? Globes this year, she had her gay lover just yeah, with her. in the shot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In the shot. Yep. You know, they were trying to be as gay as humanly well, I'm possible. Sure it was all, it's like older Hollywood that wasn't allowed to be gay. I'm t again, 
Your generation's got some good politics. All in the that, family. That, that's though, one of the positives. The so homophobia. All in the family had a good thing. Had three pilots, and I'm, here's the first one. So the show's called Justice for All. Suggested for the mature audience. Yeah. That has a different meaning now. Taped if in, you see that in 2021 and you're suggested for a mature audience, it's a different meaning now. Taped before a very mature, very willing audience. Gene Stapleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Tim McIntyre. Different. Giles were good. These guys get the long hair. <laughs> you see, it's a young hippie couple. <sighs> so this is the original Mike and Gloria. Yep. <laughs> Those shots, though, are very much. Like, it looks like he's making out with Edith. I know. I don't have a time. Time, it's thirty minutes. You, you see, they're gonna, they're gonna get the it on. You know, they're gonna get it on. This was. It'll the, be a part of the women's lib movement. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. Yeah, that the set's better now. The, the, they look like they're, I don't know, they have like front like porches and stuff. Like it's not. This looks like if a third world country tried to reenact all in the family. He said all he was going to say. And I've been to church with you more than four times. Yeah, he had this character figured out early on. Oh, yeah. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But why are you always calling them names like you, you, you're black beauties, huh? Look at what he's wearing. Wait, wait. Yeah, they look like they're at a fucking, at a uh, Lions Club meeting or something. <laughs> the Yaks Club or some shit like that. But his shirt is... So oh, yeah, that screams Asalamualaika, that fucking shirt right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or Native American thing, kind of an indigenous thing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what, wait, what was that line that got a laugh? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. What's the matter with black beauties? It's nicer than when he called them coons. <laughs> oh. Oh. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know. That's a joke. Yeah. That is, is a joke right there. I, I mean, you know, it is, though. You know what I mean? It's that also making stuff a statement. That, like, I was listening to terrestrial radio shows from the 90s, like clips of them, and the stuff that you were able to do back then, like, it doesn't super offend me, but, dude, well, like on Opie and Anthony in the late 90s, whenever they would talk about yeah. Jesse Jackson or someone, they would yeah. play the Sanford and Son wow. theme song where I would just like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> know, Again, it's like the slave talk thing where like, is, I would is rather Louis you... Farrakhan stopping by here? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I mean... Hey, what do you want, Dig, Xavier? <laughs> hey, hey, Doc. Will you let her open her gift, huh? She waited 10 years. Another minute ain't gonna kill her. Hold it. <laughs> She waited 10 years. I, te I teach my broad terribly. Well, let's move on to the second one. So wow. this is a year later. Wow. And I think in this one, they retitled the show Those Were the Days. But yeah, they, they couldn't figure it out. State. Everybody pulled his... No, actually, there was massive poverty. If you see pictures from like the 1890s, people were in the streets, literally barefoot. There was well, and my poverty. history teacher told me that the basis of this song is how in the after World War II, a lot of people refused welfare, like didn't need no welfare state. Yeah. Everybody pulled his weight. They were like, that was a anti welfare line. Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely. It was saying the modern world that started. It was getting rotted by exactly this welfare, you know, to keep on, I want everything ready. 
and like he said this the gro salarin grade or whatever they say at the end he was like that's something political gr old oh, our old lasalle ran great yeah it's like an old car from back in the day it's yeah so this is the hippie couple now. The, the they made them all fucking strong and shit. Yeah, yeah. They gave them like a burly appearance. I feel appearance. like their move now was like, let's make them a little more intimidating to someone to stand up to Archie. Oh, we're not alone. Lyle's upstairs fixing the portable TV for dad. I love how Norman Lear's thing, though, was like, they're going to fuck at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. There's a sexual thing. Here's my know? favorite thing about All in the Family, though. And this is, it's a testament to how great Norman Lear was. Yeah. There's things that he did in this show specifically that just would not fly. And even people probably look at it now and they're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's dated. But I like it. Like I was explaining all in the family to her and like throwing lines at her. And she was like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, actually, he was considered like a very politically left character almost because he was kind of sh- oh, like. No, not, not, not at your bunker. When I was a kid, though, is what I'm saying. Like <sighs> they say Eric Cartman is the basis of him of like the lovable curmudgeon that like he was the first character of like he was very flawed and and you're offended at what he says but at the end of the day you know he's a good person oh yeah 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 you know it it very much yeah and even now that concept is looked down upon of like why are you making this person look good but norman lear is so accomplished and so good at what he does that they can't complain about yeah yeah you know goddamn well they don't want to say that all in the family is a gem of fucking yeah because because it well it, it's obvious it's also put out as being like you know, in the era of the sitcom it very much ushered in the seventies sitcom without a doubt I mean it was an extremely popular show and he covered and, his bases because we'll go into this so yeah. after all in the family they create this show called Seven Hundred and Four Hauser <laughs> so Norman Lear goes you like I'll create a black curmudgeon so this is about a black family that moves into the same house Sherilyn Sherilyn. Was that Virgin Mary? Sorry I took so long, but... Maura Tierney. Well, yeah, this had a cast. You can't rush a girl in love when she wants to Look get at her. Right. Yeah, there that's Maura Tierney. From, right before ER. Did this come out like in what year? 80s, it has to be. No, I, I think this might actually be early 90s. Yeah, 94, I yeah, think it was. It was a ni- Jesus, well, 94? 94, 94, yeah. Looks like the 80s to me. That's a disturbing thought, Keith. Well, I mean, that it was... That is a disturbing thought to me. It I, was like 30 years ago. You, you got to understand that, that that was me becoming a young adult. I was 25, and I, I, I did stand-up for the first time that year. Like, it was, it was this awakening in my life, you know? First time goes really fast. Slam, bam. <laughs> So, like, Norman Lear comes at it from all angles. Yeah. Well, he's Eight is enough. He had a pedophile janitor in a show. He's fucking, <laughs> he's with it. Well, Child oh, yeah. pregnancy. He let his, he let his actresses be addicted to heroin. Yeah. Well, there was, <laughs> I don't know. Wild shit <laughs> happened it, on the set of I, Norman Lear shows is it, what I'm saying. It was I, a party. I wonder if it was, I wonder if it was, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder what it was. I mean, like, again, I, I, like I love broads. I love Coke. You know, the whole, like, like. I romanticized the 70s, obviously, because of my childhood. But I do think there was an expectation on like movie sets, on most movie sets and most TV sets. You were parting it up, man. You were parting it up. You had you had some coke around. You were going to drink at the end of it. People were probably fucking on set uh, pretty pretty frequently. I think it was a pretty open, loose thing, you know. And, and I always like romanticized that in my mind. Like that would have been a cool time to be alive because again, being coming of age when AIDS was really hitting it hard, being like a late teen when you're really becoming aware of that stuff. It's just like it was a real wet blanket. You know, so that, 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 that's my mindset. Is that, is that odd to you? Does it seem odd to you? I mean, you, br- I you bring up AIDS a lot. 
And I, but, 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 but I romanticized that time period as like being this like free to, and in fact, it probably was pretty sexist, you know, it was a pretty sexist time, but people were fucking. Well, you know, yeah, it was pre-AIDS and, and, and post-pill. The pill was like that changed everything. The pill was that's like, misogynistic. You know, I guess looking I've heard yeah. looking back on it is the idea of like putting the onus on the girl to like, well, did you take your pill? Did you take your fucking pill? But that, but that was like, it did opened, you not come in me, Glenn? How it, about that? It, it opened How up about sexuality. That, it opened what? up sexuality. I thought you said I got that right. Yeah, Boy, for a show that says starring John Amos, he sure is not there for <laughs> a lot of it. What? For the sake of the good news, Ernie. Oh, oh, the wife. What good news, Rose? <laughs> the Jesus good news. And don't you blaspheme now. <laughs> if Jesus had been there this morning to hear that Reverend Solomon, he'd have come down and asked him himself, what the hell are you talking about? Excuse me, He's challenging the church. He's challenging the church. You know? I'm just saying right away. To me, the set is not enough to carry this show. They should have had some sort of. You should have yeah. showed Archie Bunker sell him the house at the beginning. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah, exactly. Give us a Carol O'Connor appearance yep, up top. Yep. He was still alive. Oh yeah, he was doing in the heat of the night, dude. You know, yeah, he was still alive. But in '94, I think he was still around. He had a kid who had a drug overdose. You know, well, that'll fuck you up, huh? And that Johnny Carson had a kid too. I think who died of a drug overdose. Yes, I think Johnny Carson fucking. Uh, there's a story that Johnny Carson had to mention his son's death on the air, and one of his producers cut to commercial because he was like getting emotional or something like that. Yeah, and Johnny never forgave him for that. For cutting the commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was he it was like a grudge. It was like or something similar to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's <laughs> I'm sure there's beef in this town from like because of your weird performer ego that somehow, you know, it, you know, you you you're it, it was your form because Carson was a fucking TV star. He was huge. He hosted the Oscars. He was huge. So, so, so what is this? What is well, this? Well, this is getting on to the next topic. So in nineteen seventy nine uh, a movie called The Ordeal of Patty Hearst came on. And I think this, 70s and 80s, is the... Dennis Weaver from Duel. And they still do it now, but they do it in a more cheesy it's kind of a yellow journalism way where making a movie about a current news topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was... But this th is different because probably 37 million people watched this movie oh, yeah. or something oh, absolutely. like that. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that she got kidnapped and then became this... <laughs> yeah, that's a, the, the Stockholm Syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't want to... They had to like rip her from them, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. for people who don't know, because this is a bajillion years ago, how does that make you feel, Crow? Hey, man, I, I actually don't remember this. I was still too young. Um, Patty Hearst is a descendant of the newspaper magnate. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so she was a rich girl. She gets abducted by this guerrilla fucking organ paramilitary this, it, it organization. The, uh, was it the Cybernese Liberation yeah, Army? Yeah, whatever it is, Barack the, Obama was the leader. Well, okay, of course. You know, yeah, but back when there were like radical groups around in the 70s, they kidnapped So she her. gets kidnapped by them, sends legit ransom notes where like they're fucking taking out letters of newspapers and sending ransom to like yeah. nefarious ransom notes. Oh yeah. Like hack bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. this big story and then they find her and she's like all about it. She well, like became it, all about it. Well, she was part of them for 18 months for a year and a half. 
She was young and she got like. That's a, when you was know. Was that O'Hare? Was that O'Hare Airport? That's when you know her gorilla. Like San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, that's, that's when you know yep. her gorilla career was important to her because she was treating it like a baby. It was 18 months old. <laughs> but yeah, there's pictures of her with a beret and like, a, and, and they would knock off banks and stuff. I, I don't quite know what their, what their political cause was. I think some people just got crazy back then a little bit too. And we're just like, we're going to just do this crap. You know, what a, cra- what, 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 what a crazy time to be alive. So I guess Weaver must be. This is also like a, I think this is a a, a a Norwegian version or a Germanic version. We have the uh, the, the, the subtitles. But yeah, Weaver must be like old man Hurst. He's still a solid man there, you know. Weaver, he he was a known actor in the seventies. Dennis Weaver had a We're good career. Go halfway. Oh, that's when you know it's a bad movie. I've just fast forwarded forty minutes and they have not changed scenery. <laughs> Mark of a terrible movie, right there. He's like, listen, Jack. I, t- yeah. I, I, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear what he has to say. Oh, wait, wait. What happened? I want to hear what he has to say. Cause I, cause I'm I, trying. It's okay, Mel. It's, don't panic, man. It's all good. Work with it. Because I got a, I got a yeah, distinct yeah. feeling. I got a distinct feeling that it's going to be some real, like, soul ghetto talk. Like, it's going to really be, like, pretty insulting. I think it's going to be pretty amazing. I don't know if this has sound. Maybe it does. I think the sound's a bit dead. <laughs> I feel like it should be there. But you know, he's like, listen, Jack, <laughs> we got your daughter. You better give yeah, us the cool, bread, man. Cool ice. What up, cool breeze? We got to get a lot of, we got to break a lot of cats out of jail. We got to pay some people off. You know, that's what we got to do. Yeah, that's fucking unsettling. Come on, Sal. Yeah, it just, uh, yeah. And so she was, yeah. And so she became, she's still alive. I mean, she's still, you know. Oh, she's, she's got to be so old now. No, she's probably, no, I mean, she's, she's probably in her 60s, mid, late 60s now, Patty Hearst. You know, yeah, what a bizarre experience to go through. Like, and it was like national news. It was a real, like, sensationalized media was really like, it was sort of like that was going on. Such a weird time in our culture of, like, what, of, of this kind of tearing away of an old way and a new way sort of coming in, you know? It was getting further. No one really gets kidnapped anymore either. Yeah, I mean, kidnapping I, and, was and a no one, thing. No one gets kidnapped and not immediately murdered anymore. Yeah, it, it's. I, I think the, the police tactics now are so are pretty organized. You know, you know, they're they're, they're pretty organized. So the Jews got to be buried right away, huh? Yeah, got to get them in the ground. Yeah, it's probably a throwback to like bury them like time. a like a meat plate. You know. You get it over with. You, you know what that, that approach is? You know what that is? That's pulling the Band-Aid off hard and quick. Well, and you then know? there's probably some shit where, like, the body gets unholy after a certain amount of time and shit like that. It probably goes back to, like, people were probably rotting, I imagine, in a village somewhere back in the day. It's like, we got to get you in Earth. we got to put you in there. I wonder if humans must have figured that. They must have known that. Just make it nice and neat. So they're celebrating the sequel coming to America too. Uh, it got live. panned on the golf course. Of course, today. it got panned. It's yeah. awful. Like yeah. I said, I called it. I called this a month ago. Yeah. It's going to be bad. Yeah, isn't that amazing? People wanted it to be good. Well, they're still going to say it's good because it, it, it's Eddie Murphy. No one's. No one will dare say that Eddie Murphy. These are people who still say movies like Bowfinger are good and shit like that. It, it, he, uh, that'll be eight now. I think it is time to find the queen. And I think we need to stop celebrating him playing nine different characters at it, once. It's it, not hard anymore. It, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, this movie, it's not. I remember when it came out, I was in college. 
I, I wasn't. I mean, it was funny. There's some funny moments, but it was not the Murphy I loved. Well, it was it not was the Murphy, Murphy of 48 hours. Like again, the Murphy it's of Eddie Murphy Beverly run amok. Yeah, Eddie Murphy run amok. Of era. course, he's going to run amok. I mean, he's made two billion dollars. They have. He is a superstar to manage your ego. You know, when you're in your 20s and you have that much thrust upon you, I don't think that's easy. I think it'd be a hard thing to do. That's why so many people have such weird nervous breakdowns and their addictions take over and stuff, you know, because it's like managing that. So, yeah, in the 90s, he lost steam in the 90s. And then we man. move on to Rush Hour where he lost steam because Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan fucking absorbed all that yeah, steam. Exactly. Jackie Chan took that steam and made Japanese buns. <laughs> Will Smith, I thought also. I think Murphy definitely paved the way for Will Smith. Well, because and even Chris Tucker didn't get big until he became a born again Christian. There was a big market in the mid 90s and late 90s of black people who were non threatening. Oh, well, of course. Well, that, that, that's it's always been that way in entertainment. I mean, because Will Smith is basically yeah. a white guy. Well, I mean, he, he's you know he's very much he's polished. He's certainly polished. You yeah, know? he's, got a, he's Archie, got a certain confidence and cockiness. As that, Archie Bunker her. says in an episode of All in the Family, uh, Lawrence Olivier isn't black. He's a white guy dipped in caramel. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> dipped in caramel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was a little raw, but you could tell like that they had the makings of a show. You know. Well, even uh, this movie is a little bit like, I don't understand what you're saying. You fast talking goofy Asian. Like well, a lot of the jokes are that of just like you fast talking Asians. With me, what I think about this, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's a good point. What I think is interesting is that again, they always had the black and white guy. That's always been a, a, a pair, you know, a, a trope, whatever, forever since the beginning of drama. Everything, all the time. But they wanted to go Asian black on this. Which well, I thought, and they, that they, was a different thing, kind of. You know why they casting. call it rush hour? Because Asians can't drive. You know, but it's, yeah, this is like uh, don't you, blacks and Asians don't get along. But this tension between us is going to be like explored comedically. You know. Well, that was another thing different you know, about those times, too, is you can immediately get away by just by saying, this is a comedy. Well, yeah. Tropic Thunder was the end of that. And we've watched Tropic Thunder on this show. And, and, you, and you thought it was the end of that sort of... Of I mean, like, dude, there's blackface in that movie. They like yeah. make fun of Forrest Gump. Like they have like... It's, it's one of those movies <laughs> Simple where... Simple Jack's pretty funny, It's I just think. a series of un... Untalkable, untalkable topics. <laughs> you have to admit it. Simple Jack was a pretty funny sequence in that. I oh, thought. the movie's hilarious. Yeah. I'm not down on the movie. I'm yeah. just saying it can't be. It, it won't be. Oh, you're in heaven. <laughs> Even Ben Stiller now is would have to say like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have made it. You know. Yeah, well, that then that was. I thought June Downey Jr. was amazing as that black guy, though. It was amazing, even though he was in blackface. It's like wow, like he was actually acting. So more, more TV history. Um. We got some deaths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all this week in separate time periods, you have John Belushi in 82. I remember that that, that had a huge impact. That was your Farley. My, 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 oh, yeah. My, my, my Belushi was like your I mean, Farley. people were still talking about it by the time Farley died. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it was a big, big deal like when, when he died. When that happened, the Farley comparison was just out there. Oh, it was immediately when Farley died. Like, like, like his hero, John Belushi. And then so 94, you have John Candy. Uh, who died the, of fat. Yeah, he died of... Was he making Wagons East? No, Almost Heroes. Okay, okay. Or that might have been Farley. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I think... Yeah, yeah, I think it was Wagons East or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Here's all I know. There's a, the movie with Dan Aykroyd where they rent the summer house. I think it's su not summer Is rental. It, it's, it's, not Funny Farm? No, 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 no. Summer rental, yeah. It's probably called... Yeah, but there's like a scene where at, during the credits, the whole family's dancing to like a band. Yeah. And John Candy is so obese and immobile yeah that 
they have him from the chest up doing this. Because he literally, oh, yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't move. You, you want to know what I heard? Because his, his celebrity autopsy on the Reels Network is a good one. You know, that was my guilty pleasure. I missed that. I got rid Did of it. Did they just go over what foods were in his intestines well, and, and, and his just like, and, and, and they always have like an actor earning their SAG card playing him. And like, and on the set of Wagons East, I guess like as part of his contract, they said, okay, we can have a dietitian feed you during this movie because you're, you're going to get way, you're, you're too overweight. So he's like, okay, I'll sign that. So you have a dietitian come over and give him like a 1200 calorie meal. That's up there with but, like Norm MacDonald when he does a gig, <clears throat> you're not allowed to give him his pay because he'll just gamble it. Wow. He's not allowed to touch his money. Wow. His manager gets it, and then his manager gives, gives him what him he can have. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's what he said. Like that's how he hasn't lost his life. Is like whatever I get in possession of, I will gamble. Is what I can gamble. Like, God, that, that whole. That, I, I'm glad that that still exists. It's in. I'm I've, glad it still exists. I've heard it's in his rider that wow. you are not allowed to hand Norm money at any point in this weekend. Wow. Like, he's like, yep, I, I got to do it because, you know, if I, if I don't, I, I, I know myself. I give him credit for knowing himself well enough and saying, okay, I, I have to, I, I have to have, an, you know, my attorney and my manager actually handle this cash. I give him credit for that, you know, but no, yeah, what were we talking about before that though with, uh, so we have the Belushi death, oh, yeah, John well, Candy, Candy, oh, here's what it was, the, the, the celebrity autopsy, sorry, with the John Candy. So he had that also how funny is his last name is Candy. I know. <laughs> so his he had this, you know, he had a dietitian. Might have been the best joke he ever told. He had his dietitian come in and make him uh, make him a meal. But then he went behind the entire the entire crew's back and would have someone come in at like two to four a.m. every night and deliver him just like you know buckets of fried chicken. Classic and fat camp. Yokozuna, like, the wrestler, would do that. So Yokozuna know, got sent to a fat farm for to lose weight. The wrestler, Yokozuna, yeah, the yeah. Samoan who pretended to be Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and he, he like started losing weight. Like he, they would call up and be like, how you doing, Yoko? Oh, brother, I lost fucking 100 pounds. Yeah. Oh, the next week. Oh, I lost 150 more pounds. And then they pick him up from the fat camp and he's heavier than when he left. I guess he found someone to sneak him fried chicken in god the fact that someone on the staff would be like okay pay me some money well, like yokozuna it, it, it's it's incredible i mean look at that also, we got your two addiction. different two different corporations all right yep usa who's owned by nbc universal and then you got tbs which or tnt which is turner both playing fast and the furious movies huh interesting interesting i wonder what the money situation like that is like do they have to have shared like you feel like they wouldn't want that. That's fucking. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? You know, they're throwing it all against the wall. But yeah, that 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 was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So again, Candy did that, which is like that, that's pretty crazy. He did that. So so he died. Yeah, I remember Candy dying. That that was a big deal to me. God, I, I remember those times. God, there's different. And things. then in '99, Del Close died, which isn't as known, but he was like the teacher to all those guys. Uh, he was. He, he directed, taught them all to do improv and how to yeah. snort heroin off a switchblade. Yeah, he, uh, Bill Murray came to his deathbed. Bill Murray came to his deathbed because he directed Main Stage in the '70s. He was a junkie at that time, <laughs> directing Main Stage. And then, uh, he, I mean, he was a was a legend in improv. I mean, I caught him at the very tail end of his life. I saw him like once or twice at I.O. and he looked terrible he, he did a lot of bit parts whenever you film the movie in chicago like in the 70s and 80s close would do bit parts so he was actually in the untouchables he, he was the dirty alderman in the untouchables who tries you know uh, paying off elliot ness 
and uh, I guess he did acid studies like in the 50s. You know, there's all crazy stories about like Del Close was just this maniac guy before his time. It was legendary stories. I guess he also like he was filming a documentary of going across the West with a buddy of his and, and they decided to buy a monkey and they had the monkey with them while they were filming this movie like in the early 60s. But the monkey was really ill behaved. So they put the monkey into like a film canister and forgot him and he, they baked him to death. My favorite Del Close you know? story is I've heard that he has, he has his skull being used in a production of Hamlet. Absolutely. At the Goodman. <clears throat> at the Goodman. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's what he did. I remember because when he died in 99, I remember that. I was still in grad school. Jesus. And, and that happened. Yeah, he donated his, his, his skull. I remember I, I went out to... Uh, I, I want to put it somewhere. out there that when I die, I'm buried in the at the 50-yard line at Soldier Field. <laughs> You're that big of a diehard Bears fan. I give you credit, I man. just want it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be known enough to where I, it's possible that I'm buried at the 50-yard line. You can't just say that when you're nobody. N- not spread ashes, <clears throat> your body and a gravestone yeah. at the 50-yard line. For some not your it's why I died. Yeah. <laughs> I had to be silenced because I know the truth. Because Mr. Potato Head's a guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I can't believe... Oh, yeah, this is a... I remember loving this scene, man. I remember loving this scene. Cadillac, Black Jack. It's him, I mean, like, that is the Charlie Daniels band, right? Well, it's supposed to be, like, a ripoff of them. I mean, they got the Rebel Flag. This is in San Francisco, which, by the way, still had this. Like, San Francisco used to be, like, a tough white guy town for a while before it became gay. Wasn't it always, like, intellectual, though? Uh, it, it was very much a trade town, like a city of trade. So, like, pirates and stuff, and, and like, trade would come Literal in Literal pirates? But, I mean, you know, the ships and stuff Arr. would always be in there. Like that. So, it had this tradition. You know, cities of trade, like New York City and San Francisco, they were always very open so Johnny you went Depp there pirates? and you were trading stuff and the, go- the I mean, gold being there changed that that, that city that, that's where the money in the west was was in san francisco it wasn't in la you know because of gold it, here this is the funny line yeah i remember loving this how about a white russian black russian you really said black russian that's a funny joke i get it i'm black that's that's funny I love him like being confrontational. I, I thought the scene was great, like a black oh, guy. Oh, just like, yeah, making and, fun of all the honkies. Yeah, absolutely. Which Pryor, he, he ref, Pryor introduced this, he refined it. He refined it. Well, because he was funnier. <clears throat> well, he's just, he was just more, uh, well, I think Pryor actually in terms of, well, as a stand-up, Pryor is the best stand-up. Well, also, <clears throat> Eddie Murphy had, the, had to do the thing where Richard Pryor kind of started the whole making fun of white people hard to where oh yeah i feel like he didn't had to he add, busted the door he open. didn't have to add too many layers to it all he had to do was just kind of do this voice hello i'm in a library yeah and i'm reading a book and yeah. like that's his closer yep yep but eddie murphy had to do that and actually put like real jokes behind it and yeah. i feel like he had to not just be a copy of richard Pryor to where he was like I can do the white guy voice, but I actually am putting funny lines behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Like, even a lot of Pryor, and I hate saying this now because it's so taboo, but, like, Pryor doesn't date that well. I, I, like, you go... Uh, his in-between stuff is funnier when he's doing crowd work, off, but, off like... The, off the cuff. Yeah. All the, like, the car about shooting his a car, like, I shot that motherfucker, like... Yeah. That's not that funny. Like, yeah. when he talks about his car screaming and shit, like, yeah. that's not that funny. If you saw someone doing that in a vacuum, that that prior bit never existed. Yeah. And you saw someone go on stage today and talk about how their car cried and screamed after they shot it. 
nobody would laugh. That would bomb. That joke would bomb. Well, but 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 it's also you know he he understood his persona and his voice to give it some sort. You know, people were going to find it funny. He he was at a he had tapped into a level of funny where he could kind of do anything. I think you know, which I think is maybe a dangerous spot to be in as a performer. I think because then you think yeah anything you do, and then that's not the case. You know, you you can actually uh, fade in a hurry. His high watermark is live on the Sunset Strip. I think that that's probably oh yeah that was post fucking crack burn. That, that was like yeah, his comeback and his best special. Yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 was his high watermark. Cause he has especially did in New Orleans. It's mm, it's not that good. Oh, that dude, that actor, he was in stuff. I'm your worst nightmare, man. Yeah, ooh, ooh, yeah, that actor. That that that, that wasn't uh, Tex uh, Tex Cobb. It looked like Tex Cobb. Tex Cobb. That sounds like an old timey Randall Tex player. Cobb. He's the guy who was in Raising Arizona, driving the motorcycle. <laughs> this guy looks like Dave Holmes from Let's MTV, see. the bartender. Look next. Now that's just unacceptable. I know. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't do that, yeah. right? <laughs> Chick who lives up the block. Just head up the alley across the street where Chinatown's. You see, they're trying to find the two guys who have kidnapped this. Uh, oh, I've seen this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about Forty Eight. Forty Eight hours. hours was. I mean, this was. This. I mean, single-handedly holds some of the most racist white guy against black guy lines of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me go buy you some chicken, there, Jerome. <laughs> Nolte, Nolte was he- heavy in a bottle at this time in his career. He was drinking hard. He ain't gonna touch nothing unless it's deep fried. Yeah, I, I, Nolte. <laughs> what's Nolte's high watermark? Because he, I mean, he's had a long career. I mean, he was in like the deep. I don't know. That's my introduction to Nolte. Was the deep? Wasn't he in like some semi-dramatic shit to where like oh, this grizzled cop was kind of a. a Respected actor. Well, I mean, I, like before he had a career before this, basically, yeah, I'm right? I think it was before this. Yeah, he had a couple of a. Uh, oh, he was in a a North Dallas Forty, which was kind of deemed a dramatic role. It was kind of a you know, it was definitely a, a guy's movie, kind of kind of a tough guy of that era, but but not an idiot, you know, just a guy making it through, but not a total shithead. Yeah, you know, but yeah, he. I mean, he was obviously in uh, in Cape Fear. Uh, that's definitely a, a mainstream Hollywood movie, you know, Cape Fear. Let's pull up Nolte's career. He's also to see what he, he was in. He was in. Wasn't he? In, no, he wasn't in Hulk. Was no, he, he was. He plays Hulk's father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mr. Hulk. But he was done by then. That's oh a, man. He that's was, a. He's washed up. Yeah, yeah. He. <laughs> well, he hit the bottle. So hard. here we go. He hit the bottle. Um, you got hard. the deep. Who will stop the rain? North Dallas Forty. Teachers. Yep. Down and out Joe in Beverly Williams. Hills. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the theater. Everybody wins. Cape Fear. Lorenzo's Cape Fear. Oil. Yeah, he started with Susan Sarandon in that. That was a drama. I love Trouble. Blue Chips, which I remember. Yeah, played the coach. The Thin Red Line. The Good Thief. Oh, the Thin Red Line is a is a good war movie. Hotel Rwanda. Oh yeah. Well, he's in some stuff. Man. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, he was actually funny in Tropic Thunder. I thought. Not he's having had, he's had 19 wives, which is fun. How many wives has he had? Sheila Page. He was a whore. I was married to Sheila <laughs> from 1966 to 70, and then she wow. smartened up and ran out on me. Being like a 60s actor, working my way up, you know? Then we had Sharon Haddad, a little bit of brown action on there for you. I met her over there in the north side of Chicago over there. What, 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 what was... Uh... What, 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 Rebecca what Linger. What, what was that time period? 78 to 83. Okay. Then you have Rebecca Linger, 84 to 94. He just picked up peace and okay. went right over to her. Yep. And then he married his newest wife in 2016. So from 94 to 2016, he was laying it down. Yep. Sowing his wild fucking well, middle, probably, middle-aged oats. Probably single at that time, I imagine. I think he had a yeah, severe problem with the bottle. He drank himself. His wife's hard. name is Clitty. <laughs> Look at this. C L Y T I E. Clitty Lane. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. 
Oh yeah, this is Denise Crosby from Next Generation and Star See? Trek. Uh, this is the precursor of Eddie Murphy run amok because you know he was like, "Can we get some fine? Can we get a fine ass yep. bitch on the yep. TV screen that I could watch?" Th th yeah, that's Denise well, Crosby. It's Tasha Yar. It's Tasha Yar from I Next said, Generation. Now put the damn gun down. You drop it. Got a couple of bull dykes here. It's just, just women walking around in their underwear. Yeah, do roommates She's wearing just do a bull that? Shirt that's cutting edge. That's like pre fucking Jordan. Oh, absolutely. That's not a bull. Oh, no, shirt. it's not a bull shirt. That, 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 that is a China. It's a Japanese baseball. That that was kind of a that and the bowling shirt were kind of a hipster shirt of the early eighties. That's my favorite you know? thing from Spinal Tap. So they're playing at the end of the movie. They do a tour in Japan. Yeah, and they close out and fucking the guitarist is wearing a fucking Tokyo Giants jersey. Yeah, yeah, while he's exactly. On stage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that was a look like there was a weird thing in rock when they went to Japan. They'd wear like a sports jersey. <laughs> that, that, that was a thing, you know, because Japan had money. And American culture was big there, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh, interesting. We, 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 we've hit some topics on this. this yeah, episode. and we're this almost at good. another hour. We're, we're hitting the tail end of the show. So yeah, this, this crescendo is, nice. I like this. You've been, you've been getting the pace going. It, it's, it's, you know, it's good, you know? Don't dwell too much. Hitting some good points. Better than that. How about the, They're like the girlfriends of... He owes me money. Sounds like a real stormy romance. You guys want a couple of real men in your life? <laughs> this was back in the era where, like, all you need is some good dick to bring you back. <laughs> You're lost in the dyke zone. You need to get a little bit of the dick in you to get you out of the dyke zone. <laughs> she hasn't had a positive sexual experience with yeah, the man. Yeah, you had a bad every you, you no, hate your father she... or something? You hate your fucking father? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you didn't like men. Let's go yeah. to bounce. Close it out on a little bit of Southpaw. Oh, that 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 was good. I, that was good. Bumping into forty eight hours was satisfying. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, do you you feel like we've that's it, huh? You feel we, like well, that's yeah, the a, end? Any more deaths from this from this week? We, uh, David Ogden steers. Oh, from uh, the replacement. But that was fairly new. He hung around. That's not that. That's not. Yeah, you know those jarring. three. The first three were all Second City and all in the same week. Yeah, in like three different decades. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and there's a certain. I remember when Belushi died. I was hanging out. I think I was spending the night at a friend of mine's place. We we're hanging out to, we, we, and we were watching the news, and that came on. And it was like, you know, John Belushi died today. Here's a short time, you know, the, the, whatever the the hotel he was at, pulling. Out, and I remember being. Really bummed out. Chateau Marmont. I, yeah. sk I skated past it a lot whenever I would go to do the open mic at the comedy store. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was like, I mean, the fact that he. I uh, love that's such an awesome place that like not that it actually is, but the idea that it has the reputation for being the place that John Belushi overdosed on yeah. heroin. Yep. And it's where John Mayer went when he was heartbroken. Yeah. Like it's got two it's got two oh, sides oh. of the legend. Like, you know, rock stars go there to overdose, and then if you're feeling a little lonely, you go fucking to the Chateau Marmont and eat some fucking some room service. What steak. it is, it is the Chelsea Hotel. It's the Chelsea Hotel of of Los Angeles. Because Chelsea Hotel like, is where a lot of the right that's where Sid Vicious went when 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 Nancy Spongeon was murdered. Can you imagine what that room smelled yeah, like? I mean after? when they were shooting up. Because Sid Vicious alive yeah. leaves a scent. Ooh, ooh. ooh. Oh, th th that woman. She was in a. Uh, she's been. She's been. She was a Bond girl. But yeah, yeah. It. it, it um. No. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal. With. Uh, with. Uh, it's like the champ. With Belushi. Yeah, with Belushi. When he died, it. It, it just. I remember. It really affected me because I 
loved Saturday Night Live. Like it was my first exposure to like comedy, you know, and so it just had this huge. And I, I loved John Belushi, and it was like it was a very jarring thing to me. I remember being pretty upset by it, you know, because I, I really was a fan of his, you know. And, and then his stories were, you know, it's it's and the fact that I went to Chicago, you know, was kind of interesting. I think, yeah, because he's such a Chicago like icon, you know, he is an icon of that city, no doubt about it, you know. Everything, everything's an icon. They say everything's an icon of Chicago. The roast beef's the icon. The lake is the icon. The bears. Well, the, the, there's a certain there's a certain pride to My it. My uncle's you know? floating in the the river out there. <laughs> you do. T- you're Chicago. I, I'm gonna treat you. Hey, you know, I uh, so I, I can't really do a very good. Chi- Not like you. You're a native. You do it well. I, on the other hand, you can tell I'm from somewhere else when I'm trying to do the Chicago I accent. I don't sound like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, it, that's like the, the regular. You know, it's just. <laughs> Say some really racist I line in that bear- voice from your from your childhood. Oh well, I mean, I ain't racist, but you know. <laughs> The neighborhood just hasn't been the same since I got four. There's a black person on the corner of every block out here now. And what town? Is it in Salk, Salk Village or is that in or Salk yeah, City? Yeah, the or village, Salk Village. Salk Village? Yep. Oh, Literally it, built on the bones of Native Americans, oh, probably. Oh, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's my heritage. Yeah, the South real, suburbs. Real poltergeist upbringing I had. If you had money in the South suburbs, what suburb did you live in? Um, Tinley, Dyer, Indiana, Tinley Park, Evergreen Park, like the southwest suburbs, okay. and then like kind of near Beverly. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that th- there was a certain like caliber of Irish person that took that path when they went to the suburbs, and the other people went north or north, and shore. then north beyond Chicago. Like you had fucking uh, Highland Park and shit like that. Oh yeah, that, I mean th- that that's huge old money. Yeah, big time old money there, man. No doubt about it. Well, all right, man money that i don't have <laughs> as i'm out here pursuing things yeah you know well thanks for listening guys hey i i i've enjoyed this show yeah we covered some topics absolutely uh, bounced around pretty well watched a little tv all right yeah um let's get that going exactly so uh yeah follow us on all the same channels Please twitter do. he's an insecure comic i am keith Pazel. uh keithpazel.com for all the episodes it's the one-stop shop you can also do the youtube channel this is keith Pazel. Oh, um this you set up there's well. a new donate button a new donation page it's called pay per view get it p-a-e per view <laughs> uh just throw us whatever you whatever you think it's worth if it's worth nothing don't do it but uh just sure check out the pay-per-view donations button and yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good night, James Bailey. Absolutely. It's and good time. Ponte. Yep. It's happening.